Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for David Brown. Oh, or phone 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Reed Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Vice President, members of the 105th Congress, distinguished guests, my fellow Americans, I have an incomprehensibly large tool. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, God. Would you like Gore's Gamble Soup? Hmm, they ain't nothing like a hot bowl of soup. Yep. Take me back to a time when my man had done made a whole neighborhood smell like canned tomatoes. Well, it ain't like that no more with all the new flavors from Gamble Zoom, like Jigaboo Stew with Chunky Rat Balls and Watermelon Pit. And my favorite, Cremo Mule, hog lips with seagull poop to make it juicy. Oh, and uh, you won't be missing lunch at Sambo's no more, because Gamble Soup be good. Mm-mm, good. That's what Campbell Soup be. You said it. It's a minute after 10 at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday to you. understand George did a job yesterday here. <laughs> job yesterday, huh? Not a bad <laughs> job. So at any rate, uh, that's the way it goes. Thanks, by the way, to Martin Luther King for uh, whatever it is that he said. I had a dream which made it possible yesterday for me not to be here. Thank you very much. And then, of course, get back last night. Plane comes in about a half hour late, jump into the car, fly over to the Mac Arena just in time to get a nice rest, actually. Take a nice nap. Talk about a coma-inducing performance. Wow. And I'm sitting there in between the second and third period, and I hear a voice. I hear a voice behind me. Hey, Pally. Hey, Pally. And I thought to myself, that must be... Fat Jeff High from the IOD uh, sales staff. He's an asshole. That big, big, fat tub of absolute, pure, unadulterated crap. He's an asshole. And uh, sure enough, there was. I'm going to tell you something, seriously. If I were selling for another radio station in town, for Queer Channel, I wouldn't be running around telling everybody how the Brooke Daniels show sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, seriously, how can you go out and sell it? I mean, I realize this guy's a, you know, he'll go out and sell anything. Remember, he used to sell remotes and wouldn't talk to the program director or the talent, and he would just go out and tell a sponsor, oh, yeah, so-and-so, he'll show up there on Saturday, whatever, you know, and nobody knew anything about it. Kind of a shyster guy, big, big, fat. Has he lost any weight, by the way, since I saw him? Like, no. Since he was, well, remember, he was like on death's door. He, there's a man who was hobbling around on a cane. And what, what other thing did he have? Like his, uh, his kishkis were pushing out like, uh, huh? Remember? All kinds of things. All kinds, All kinds of horrendous things. Pumping. Because he was so fat that his body was ready to like explode. And you know what? He's still just as, uh -huh. just as fat. Well, I understand. It's a tough battle. But you know what? You're going to go around telling everybody that Brooke Daniels sucks. I mean, <laughs> we already know that. You gotta know that, but it doesn't lend your credibility when you're out there trying to sell spots on the Uncle's Brook Daniel show. 
to be out there in the Macarena in the middle of uh, 17,000 people yelling, Hey, that Brooke, I don't know about her. She really sucks, Jeff. <laughs> we know that. We know that, Jeff. But just uh, good luck to you. Go out and sell some spots. So anyway, uh, quite a momentous weekend. You'd never know it by listening to this radio station, though. So, I, you know, it's kind of a chicken and the egg question. You know, which came first? Is the media leading the public? And of course, we got the presidential uh, thing coming up tonight. Oh! The uh, State of the Union address. I was thinking this morning, I was sitting here thinking to myself, in the history of the human race, never has any individual gotten into so much trouble over a few blowjobs. That, that's really what this boils down to. Here is a man who is in big, big trouble because of a few blowjobs. Because of a strain on a, uh, a strain. He strained and he stained on a blue dress. So we got that coming up tonight, 1 o'clock or whatever it's going to start. Is it 1, I think, that they're going to be putting on the defense, which nobody's watching that anyway? So I go away for a couple of days, and all of a sudden there's the big news, and I'm taking credit for it, by the way. Remember what I said here on Friday? I said here that if Wayne Hypingo would cough up the money and make the Pavel Bure trade, I would kiss a picture of Wayne's ass. And the rumor got back to me in the last 24 hours that that was what put us right over the top. So he's got to go sit on the When somebody as right. prestigious as... Oh, God! Says that he, well, let me finish, okay? When somebody as prestigious as... Oh, God! Says that he's going to kiss at least a picture of Wayne's pimply ass, then that's uh, what puts him over the top. Because let's face it, that was a heroic week. In fact, which paper was it? Which one of these idiotic newspapers, and boy, did they really suck, about how Wayne saves another franchise? Was that in the Greg Kotex? Oh, yeah, Heisinga saves another franchise. I didn't realize the Dolphins were going to go out of business if Jimmy Johnson left. Did you know that? They were going to go out of business, right? Yes. Yeah, and, and if we didn't get Pavel Bure, the Panthers were going to go out of business, right? Yes. So Wayne saves another franchise. Nice going, Wayne. Oh. By the way, I lied. Oh, no. You didn't really lie, did you? Yes. I'm not going to kiss no picture of his pimply ass, nor am I going to change my tune about anything, especially after seeing that debacle there last night. But first matters for, I could do the whole four hours. I just might. So my mother saved me the newspapers. I just might point out to you, by the way. Now, the trade was what? What day was it? Saturday or Sunday? I'm losing track of what days it is. It was on uh, Sunday. Right, Sunday. Sunday afternoon. And yesterday morning, the Toronto Sun and the Toronto Star on the front page, up above the masthead, you know where all the prominent stuff is, they're way up on top. Pavel Bure traded to Florida. Biggest sports trade in the history of South Florida sports, bar none. This is the biggest story in a long, long time. Here's yesterday's Miami Herald. Denver and Atlanta heading to Miami for the big game. This with pictures, color pictures. This is the same newspaper that put the NBA strike being resolved on the front page of the newspaper and Michael Jordan retiring with full color pictures on the front page of the newspaper. Way down on the bottom... Oh, well, it is a lovely color picture of Pavel. Way down the bottom, hockey, Florida gets Beret and Canucks trade. Page 1D, if you want to find out more. Way down on the bottom of the newspaper. This is in the Miami Herald. But Denver and Atlanta, that's the big story with full color pictures on top. Do either one of those teams play here? No. I mean, I know the Super Bowl game will be played here, but are either one of those like a local team? No. No. Front page. Sun Sentinel. Monday, January 18th. Here's a big picture of a guy out in the glades measuring an alligator hole in the Everglades. No, seriously, that's what I'm, I'm not making it up. 
Matthew Chop, he's chopping it, and Philip George measuring an alligator hole in the Everglades. It's all part of a day's work for the University of Florida Biological Technicians, Gator Hole as Swamp Lab. That's the big story with a full-color picture. And on the left, if you read this stuff on the left, which tells you about more of the good stuff that's way down inside somewhere, Panthers trade for Pavel Bure. Sports, 1C. You know, if I, I'm not going to say this is a Bush League town anymore because whoever is in the bushes, that would be an insult to them. That is the understatement of the century to say that this is a Bush League town. This town is so, th this town makes Canandaigua, New York look like a major metropolis. And that's why you sports writers, wait till I get to the part about David J. Neal, who has discovered something new and revolutionary that's going to give me, you think I got vacation time now, just wait. You ain't seen nothing yet, because he's come up with a revolutionary new formula for how many days you need to recover from transatlantic flight. Nice going, David J. Neal. Oh. Who's on Chaco? Oh. Who evidently ain't making, even though he wears that African garb of his, he ain't making too many trips to Africa, because otherwise he might have a little bit better understanding of what that transatlantic flight is really all about. And guess what, David? It doesn't take you five months to recover. You can't complain about the intelligence level in this town, baby, because there just ain't any. It's, it's just, it's, it's terrifying. It's scary. And by the way, Pavel Burry wanted anonymity in Vancouver. He didn't like the limelight. He is guaranteed here. He can go shopping. He can go to the sawgrass. He can walk down naked in the middle of, uh, Main Street, uh, any, any part of town. And there won't be anybody here who'll have any idea who he is. Nice going, Pavel. Oh! Good selection. I mean, if anybody wants to be a hockey player in a place where he'll be anonymous, this is the place. Just tell me what your problem is. Oh, that's all Monica is to me, a big fat foe. Don't want to hear about her no more. I'm fed up with the media blitz. We know everything about the pitch. We need to know. I don't want to see that smelly hole. 300 pounds of pasty puff. Stop wasting that bitch on us. Everybody's had enough of that big fat bone. I don't really care about who she blows. What else can you say? We hear about it every day. Just the bitch go away, that big fat Don't want to hear a point get clear about her books and her movie deal. She's just a Ten fifteen at five sixty WQAM. And by the way, I noticed that uh, both our local hockey writers, and I use that term loosely, David J. Neal and Michael Russo, are already starting in. The guy hasn't even gotten off the plane yet. He's not even here in the country yet. And already, newest cat has mysterious side. Bray won't talk about Russian extortion rumors and hold out details. Ba -ba 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 -ba. See, I hate to break the news to you. He wants to be left alone. He wants to play the game. He's the most exciting player, not only in hockey. He's the most ex exciting player in any sport in the world, bar none. But already they're starting, well, was it this, was it, who the hell cares, okay? 
Maybe he's doing pygmies in his backyard. I don't know. That's his business. Let's just, uh, you know, hope he gets here real soon. And this was a great trade. Nice going there, BM. But I do want to say this, put it in his proper perspective. You see, Brian Murray keeps putting himself in a position of having to do things to compensate for what he don't want to admit the mistakes he made in the past. Like all these bad deals, like re-signing Garpenlov to a long-term contract and Kirk Muller and Dave Gagne, which we got rid of Dave Gagne. Oh. got two assists in Vancouver last night. Nice going, Dave. And Dave's a good player. He just never, he was, uh, terminal here. He was finished here. Terry Murray didn't like him. He didn't like Terry Murray. And he was playing horrendous. And, uh, he needed to get out of here. Plus, we needed to get rid of that $2.3 million a year, which he never should have been paid in the first place. Just like Ray Shepard was finished here last year. He's having a big year in Carolina. 15 goals. He's doing great. You see, that, that concept about the coaching again keeps coming back to mind. And for those who watched that game last night, those of us who were there, you take a look out there and you see that what that lackluster performance. I mean, just absolutely no effort whatsoever, and you wonder what's going on. And then I listened to these great, these astute experts we had the analysts this morning. And yes, I did tune in coming to work this morning because I'm assuming that people would still be talking about this. The biggest sports news. I mean, I'm thinking the Dolphins win the Super Bowls back to back. The Marlins win the World Series. Other than that, this is the biggest sports news to ever hit this town. A legitimate bona fide superstar is coming here who is, like I said, the most exciting, dynamic player, not just in hockey, but in any sport in the world. Now that Michael Jordan's retired, there is nobody else who is as exciting, as captivating, as amazing as Pavel Bure. And yet, I don't hear them talking very much. I heard one call who didn't know what he was talking about, about how we're going to unload Kirk Muller, unload Gar How are we going to unload all these salaries when nobody wanted them this year? And we're still stuck with these guys because we're stuck with a lot of Brian Murray's mistakes. But then Geldy chimes in with, well, don't forget, they have to cough up a lot of big bucks for Victor Kozlov next year. And I'm wondering to myself, we must be paying for figure skaters again. Because I watched that game last night, and I see Victor doing the same thing. See, Esa Tikkanen used to do his figure skating between the blue lines. Like he was in the the figure skating Olympics and round and round with a big smile on his face, laughing at everybody because he was taking home a big paycheck. Now Victor at least does it in the offensive zone. He goes in the other team's zone and he skates around with a puck and behind the net and around and he doesn't do anything with it. He just keeps skating around and around. And I'm screaming last night, enough of the skating exhibition, Victor, do something. Now, maybe playing with Pavel Bury, maybe Bury will wake him up. Maybe that'll be what Victor Kozlov needs to break out from this coma that he's in. Because if Geldy really believes that Victor Kozlov deserves big bucks <laughs> for the figure skating exhibition he puts on most nights, and also this is a team that doesn't want to shoot the puck anymore. Even little Ray Whitney don't want to shoot it anymore. Kozlov, he don't want to shoot it. Nobody wants to put it near the net except little Dino, of course. Other than him, nobody wants to shoot it. So, again, I have to wonder about the coaching there, about the TM and the BM boys. But, nevertheless, nice going there, BM. I give you credit where credit is due. He stole Ray Whitney. He stole Straka and Shepard a couple of years ago when it counted three years ago. Great trade. And, of course, anybody that's going to miss Ed Jovanovsky, I mean, you know, we don't need special Ed. Special Ed was, uh, he's never going to be any better than what you saw here. Why? And the sports writers and the people on the air don't want to tell you this. I'll tell you why, because he's not a bright guy. That's being very kind. Special Ed. And when you're in that kind of a situation, unless you got some smarts, some innate smarts, you're just not going to uh, yeah, ever achieve what your physical potential might have uh, got you to achieve. So goodbye, Eddie. Goodbye, Special Ed. That would be a great song for Boca Brian. Goodbye, Special Ed. There you go. Not bad.
But David J. Neal, now the conjecture is, and of course I understand I was, wasn't here, the Islander game on Saturday was also a coma performance that the Panthers won one to nothing. Coma, and then last night beyond coma. It was like they had a bunch of Rip Van Winkles out there. Maybe they all knew the ice was that bad. Maybe they just didn't want to get hurt. But of course the conjecture was that Bure will arrive today, therefore he'll play against the Islanders tomorrow and the Rangers on Thursday. Well, not so fast. He says he doesn't think he'll play on Wednesday. And David J. Neal, this again in your Miami Herald. I'm going to tell you something. These newspapers are perfect for this town. They fit like a like a doctor's rubber glove in your rectum. I mean, perfect. They just slide right in there. They're interlocking with each other. Wait till you hear this. David J. Neal, with his Afrikaner Hussad Shako, writes, Bure might have a better handle on the stresses of transcontinental flight than either Murray. Russia is eight hours ahead of the U.S. Eastern time zone, and the rule of thumb is you need one day of adjustment for every time zone you cross. <laughs> are, you, are you following that now? You need one day of adjustment for every time zone you cross. And then he goes on to say, well, thank God we got the All-Star break coming. That'll give him all these days to get ready for next week. So every time I make one of my on vacation go to Europe and come back, it's six hours difference from the mainland. Five hours from London, but I don't go to London. Who the hell would? Six hours from mainland Europe, okay? Amsterdam, Rome, all of those places. So that means, based on David J. Neal's theory, I need one day for each time zone that I cross, right? So every time I go on vacation when I come back, I'm going to take another six days to recuperate. Those of you who like travel to Chicago, Dallas, come back, take a day off, because that's a time zone. You need a day to recuperate because you're crossing a time zone. Are you following this? If you go to Vegas, you come back, had a great time, you take three days off because you just crossed uh, three hours difference, right? Isn't that the, uh, uh -huh. yeah, that's the David Jane, which goes to show you when you wear your Hussad Shako too tight, it cuts off the circulation between your ears, okay? Maybe even in your rectum. I don't know what the story is. But this is a man, this is another infant writing about stuff in the newspaper here. I'm going to tell you, the coverage on this story is so piss poor here in these newspapers, I've never seen the coverage in the Toronto papers, and guess what? He ain't playing there and wouldn't play for Pat Quinn anyway, but the coverage there was a hundred times what it is here. And what's the big story here in the sports yesterday in the Sun Sentinel? The beret thing is up on top of Dave Hyde's column, which, Dave, it's interesting you know so much since you don't go to any of the games, but nevertheless, come on down. Oh, yeah. The surprising Atlanta Falcons. Here's Morton Anderson. Kick the winning field goal. Falcons are coming for the first time ever. They're going to be in a Super Bowl, and they're coming to town. Come on down. Big color picture. That's the big story. You see, how many times have I told you for so many years that if they're not into it, if they don't understand it, if they don't like it, if they don't care about it, if they know nothing about it, which is the case, our local newspapers, well, they'll give you a little, they'll, you know, spoon feed you a little crap. They'll give you a little slop. An embarrassing, humiliating, piss-poor job on one of the biggest sports stories ever to hit this town, ever in history. Embarrassing. Should have been front page, right-hand corner, prominent, picture the whole deal yesterday in both papers. 
Now, let me tell you one other little thing, okay? And this is not a little thing. And if you were at that game or if you watched it on TV and you were paying any attention, you could stay awake long enough last night to pay attention. You know, when the circus came into town and the elephants dropped all their crap and they had to, they had to take the ice out of the Macarena, and as soon as the circus left, they put down new ice. Now, before the circus came in, the ice was real bad. In the old arena down in Miami, it was bad, but never as bad as it is in this building. It was bad. But since the circus left, meaning last week, the Leafs game, and this game, I don't know about the Islanders, but it couldn't have been any better than it was last night because it's the same ice. The ice is so bad, the puck bounces like you're watching a basketball game. I realize the NBA was on strike, but the strike is over, guys. If they want to see people dribbling balls, you want to see guys dribbling their balls? Court, court. Okay, well, in several places you can do that, but one is the NBA, not in a hockey game. We come in, there's about five minutes left in the first period, come racing in, sit down. Panthers go on a power play. Here's a penalty on Buffalo, we got a power play. Puck is in a Buffalo end, they shoot it down the ice, they clear it down the ice, and the puck bounces about four or five times, and Sean Burke miraculously has to go through all these gyrations to stop it because it's taking these crazy bounces and almost goes in our net. Spala takes a dump, falls on his ass in mid-ice, all alone by himself. The referee twice, Van Massenhoven, nearly uh, fell on his ass because there are ruts in the ice. The worst ice in history. I've never seen anywhere in any, at any level in any league, even the kids that play shinny, that's with two ends, shinny hockey on ponds up north, they got a better ice surface to play on than the Macarena. You're paying $10 million a year they're going to play this guy to play a sport, the best player in the world, at least the most exciting player. How about putting down some good ice? How about we've gone through the first half of the season already? We got the fans see the red lights when the goals come on, which they still haven't fixed that. Instead of this Bush League atmosphere, this Bush League presentation that you people put on there in this $200 million arena. So before we start kissing Wayne's ass or pictures of his ass too much, how about starting to take care of the fans, of the players, of the quality of the game? You know, you got Beret, who's like lightning fast. You got Dvorak and Whitney and Ratchuk, all these fast young players. Why would you want to play in a place where this ice is like like quicksand? You'd want to have the quickest ice surface in the league, uh, surface in the league. And yet, for some reason, and you know, this one tells me, oh, well, I'm going to talk to Steve Dangerfield about those goal lights. And I'm, you know something? Nothing is going to happen. I'll believe it when I see it. And the fact that the organization doesn't care enough about the fans or about the, the safety of the players or the quality of the game to correct these problems in there, that tells me I don't care how much he's spending for Pavel Bury, there's still a lot, something that stinks in that joint. It's a joke. That, that episode last night, they should have been handing refunds out at the door. They were playing roller hockey, okay? I hate to break the news to you. Roller hockey didn't make it here, okay? Didn't make it. The puck is bouncing and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing. How can you make passes? How can there be any continuity? How can you call this a hockey game? And like I've said so many times before, only here where there are minuscule numbers of people who understand anything about the game, only here could they pass this off and say, hey, isn't this great? Give us some more of your money. And have nobody, by the way, except me talking about it. That's the best part. 1027 at 560 QAM. Oh, God, yeah. It's not Avion. It's no Perrier. 
It's not even tap water. <laughs> oh, 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 tastes like piss. It is. The new bottled water that tastes like piss because it is urine for a treat. The new bottled piss water. The next time you want to quench your thirst, take a piss. Piss water from Kidney Bottling Company, Golden Shower, Colorado. It's the best. 1031 at 560 WQAM. I'll tell you what the beret trade really does. It puts the lotion in the basket. So anyway, I have a fax here from Dr. Mark this morning. Says, I hope your rash is better. My best advice. This is, this is classic. My best advice was, uh, was to wait until you return Monday and then decide if you want to modify or discontinue the Antilad. I was asking George this morning, I was reading him this fax, and I was asking him, what difference would it have made if I would have waited until like this morning to discontinue taking the Adelac and come in here without the pill and without my blood pressure cuff and had my blood pressure go up to like about 180 over 110 and have a stroke on the air? What difference would it have been if I would have done that today or like last, uh, what day was it, Friday, Thursday, whatever day it was? Dr. Mark? But at any rate... Also, I do want to mention this. Rudy Martsky in USA Today gives uh, Hank Goldberg credit for breaking the Jimmy Johnson uh, story last week. In the local papers, do they give Hank credit? No. no. In fact, Channel 7 was even uh, claiming themselves that they're the ones that broke it, which we know is a bunch of bull crap. But Rudy Martsky in USA Today, who writes the uh, Sports on the Air column, which is a newspaper read all over the world, by the way, uh, gave Hank Goldberg credit in there by name. Nice going, Rudy. Oh! But the local newspapers and local media too petty and too much full of crap to do that. God forbid they should do the right thing and give credit where credit is due. Here's uh, Coconut Grove. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Love the hockey talk. This is great. Uh, although you're probably not getting a lot of calls on it. But, but you're uh, our first call, so we'll see. Oh, there you go. No, but oh, you're, you're story about the newspapers down here. On Monday, I went out and I bought the paper. And it's like, where's the story? Yeah. Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. Why isn't it on the front page with a picture? Where'd it go? Uh-huh. Incredible. And I'm real sorry that, that you got home last night in time to go to the game. Home yeah, me too. Inducing. Yeah, me too. I'm really sorry. Horrible. Horrible. Oh, at least I got some good rest anyway. <laughs> there you go. No, but definitely about the ice. It's just, you know, it's pathetic. Is there any way he could bring in some dehum- dehumidifiers? What, and- what they need to do is get that guy from Edmonton or wherever the guy's from who makes the, you know, the, the league has got this guy. In fact, how Gary Bettman can allow this to go on and claim that these are hockey games going on in that arena, I just have no idea. This is garbage. Or, I mean, it's just, especially when you don't have a big team, I mean, you need to, you know, just get some space where guys can pick up some speed and there's nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's just... And how the hell can anybody pass when the puck is bouncing oh, oh, around and bouncing around, around and guys are trying to knock it down and control it? But again, when you're dealing with fans who I guess are willing to show up and just sit there and, you know, eat a lot of uh, food and give away a lot of their money, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know where these people come from, what they're thinking about, but they sure know nothing about the game. Oh, well, and, and the thing with the goal lights not working, to me, this is such an insult. It's like them. they might as well come out there and stand at center ice and say, hey, all you people out there, thanks for your money. And if you're expecting any uh, anything to go along with it, forget it, okay? We just want your money. It's just like our philosophy here at QAM. That's why it's great that QAM has the Panther games. Just give us the money, that's all. And don't uh, diddle us with the details. And speaking of QAM, by the way, coming back from the airport last night and having to listen to the first few minutes of that first period on this radio station with the unctuous Christina, oh, my God. Unctuous wouldn't be a word for it. Moron. Wow. 
And by the way, Randy Moeller, you're a good guy, Randy, but you're a co-conspirator. He's talking right along with Chris. You can hear all the sounds of the game in the background. And they're pa 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 Hey, it's not on television, guys. You're doing a radio game. We can't see what's going on. pa 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 And then all of a sudden you hear the crowd is screaming. And they're still going, pa 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 Oh, big hit there by Warner. pa 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 And there's, um, they're having a conversation. So you're a good guy, Randy, but you're equally guilty with your compatriot there on radio. Just try to describe the game, okay? That's what you're supposed to be doing. Look at this incredible response here this morning, man. When I first started talking, we had all six lines lit up there for just a moment or two. And now the cats got their tongue. The Panther cats got their tongue. Two open lines in Dade, one in Broward. One of the most momentous moments in the history of this community. And are these people fired up and excited about it? Are they, uh... No. Okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. This is amazing to me. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Okay, they're gone. Two lines are left on the board. Here's Pompano. Hello. Yeah, good morning, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Holy go, just so you know who this is. Yeah, okay. Sunday night I get back to my buddy's place. I'm surfing the net. He says, pull up the Panthers' website. <laughs> see, if you, see if they've made the trade. Yeah. Pull it up. Nothing. We go to Sporting News, NHL. Plaster, huge headline. Yeah. Probably, I mean, the Panthers can't even put it on their website. It was all over TV in Toronto. The... They had it on the call during the uh, football game, on, and they it were interrupting. It was all over the place. Oh, we pulled it up on the, uh, what do you call it, on the Toronto Star website. Yeah. And they don't even publish an edition on Sunday night that I know of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, I mean, I agree with you about the big newspaper coverage. The here. worst. The absolute, and you know something, like I said before, it's a chicken and the egg question, because it, it's obvious that uh, they're doing whatever, you know, panders to this public here. The public here doesn't care. They wouldn't know Pavel Bury, like I said, he could be anonymous, standing naked in the middle of my Publix. <laughs> he could. Have a good one, Neil. And back to it. Oh, who's that naked guy over there, huh? That naked Ruski with a foreskin. Open line in uh, Broward, all three in day. This, you know something, this to me is the saddest moment of my life. This really is. You could knock me over with a feather duster. There have been so many others, so many other times when I expected a response, when I expected something out of this town, out of people who might have something to say. And I come in this morning, and it's the same old nothingness. There's one, one call lit up on the board. Well, you know, David J. Neal says that after you make those flights, of course, this was only in the same time zone, but nevertheless, it was like about almost three hours takes a long time to adjust. That's what David J. Neal says. For your body to... No, seriously, that's what he says. I want you to stop and think about that. Any of you people have actually been out of town, you know, like more than an hour away? The rule of thumb is you need one day of adjustment for every time zone you cross. So, for in other words, if you go to uh, Australia, for example, you come back, you're going to have like a month off just to recuperate, just to get up to speed. Last call for phone calls here this morning, and then I'm going to some real good music, baby. Or maybe George would like to do the show again today. Give him another shot. I got some music queued up. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on a mobile one line. The land of the absolute. This is this is just it's beyond pathetic. I have no words to describe this. Seriously. I have no words to eat. I'm speechless. For the first time in 23 years, I have absolutely nothing I can say to sum up the way that I feel at this moment. 21 before 11 at 560 WQAM. Where have all the communists gone? Just a short decade ago, they were everywhere. And now they're as rare as a playboy in Richard Simmons' bedroom. 
unless you pick up tickets for this weekend's Disney Presents Commies on Ice. Former dictator-loving, red-tape-spreading commie bastards are now on the ice and twirling their pinko little hearts out for you and your family. Watch the Stalin Six juggle their sickles and hammers as they twist and turn in elegant formations resembling battle tactics they never got to use. Gaze in amazement as Vladimir Jackoff performs the nearly impossible Bolshevik 1440-degree revolution. It's Disney Presents Commies on Ice, employment for pinkos, and entertainment for you. This weekend only. It's kind of timely if you think about it. Anyway, 17 before 11 at 560. What was that guy trying to say? He just say. Oh, thank you. So anyway, you know, silly me. I should have realized that uh, today is Tuesday already. The story is like two days old. And yesterday, of course, George, I'm sure, covered this uh, like a blanket, right? Oh, yeah. Spent all day on it. Didn't you have a lot of calls about it? None. You didn't mention it? No. I figured you'd catch up with it. You didn't have any calls yesterday None. in four hours about Pavel Bure being traded to the Florida Panthers for uh, Special Ed and Dave Gagne? No. You, you had no... Uh, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Pavel Bure is like Moses leading the Jews out of the... Out of the desert. Yeah. I gotta tell you, it's the greatest thing. I thought Nemorowski was gone, yes? Oh, it was the greatest thing that has ever happened to the Panthers. Mm -hmm. He's gonna lead us right out of mediocrity. Is he? Right into, right into, uh, the promised land. Yeah. I hope. I guess that other guy we got, what's his name? Hedekin, he's pretty good too, right? He's very, very good. I like Brett Hedekin. He's a real good defenseman. He's not, uh, dumb like, uh, Special Ed. He's a good guy. Good well, player. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. The people that sit where I sit, we were yelling Saturday night. Of course, we, my cousin called me from Philadelphia. They knew about the trade. We didn't know about it, you know. But uh, uh, we were yelling, uh, hey, Wayne, we didn't say we wanted Murray. We said we wanted Murray. Yeah, good point. Excellent. Maybe you just got a hearing problem. I hope so. Well, okay. listen, have a good time. Here. Okay, back to you, sir, whatever you said. We have an open line at Broward, 567. They don't care about the bad ice. They don't care about seeing those goal lights. Come on. You see, let me say it again. Let me say it for the 10 millionth time since we've reached the halfway point in a season. Somebody somewhere come to our assistance. I'm so sick and tired of listening to Jeff Rimmer tell me he's going to talk to Steve Dangerfield, and Steve Dangerfield's going to talk to this one, and somebody's going to talk to the janitor, and the janitor's going to feed his dog, and the dog is going to do something. Is it too much to ask that when you're sitting in an arena and somebody is paying a lot of money for tickets to a sporting event that you see the goal light come on? Is that too much to ask now that we're at the halfway point at the All-Star break just about? Is that too much to ask? Yeah. Oh, sorry. And you sit in there and you wonder, how can I be one of maybe ten people in the whole joint who care about things? You're picking on details again, mister. You're getting too picky. You're complaining too much. We got Pavel Burry. What the hell do you want now? You want to have like a real place where you can play a real game and uh, you can see something enjoyable? Is that it? Yes. Well, you're dreaming, mister. This is the South Florida way. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560 and Tom560 on a mobile one line. Here's Miami. Hello. Yeah, hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how's it going, man? Okay. Uh, I just wanted to say, now that all... Uh... We got a Wayne Hazinga opening his wallet for Pavel Burry. You think he's going to open his wallet and fix the ice so we can take advantage of all this team speed we got now? Yeah, that would, that's that's the question. That's what I'm waiting on. You hear that or fix up that goal light now that Pavel Burry is going to be lighting up a couple of times? Yeah. 
don't know, man. I know your poll was a couple of days ago, but I think Wayne, I think, is an asshole. Okay, thank you, sir. He, there's one more for the poll, okay? He's an asshole. Instead of all this rehab, there's a very obvious... It started with Buddy Nevins in that article about, come on, let's give Wayne a break, you know, and took a shot at me, corrosive Neil Rogers, et cetera, and so on. Wayne's given all his money to charity. And then, of course, this thing that, that was really, you know, how he uh, saved Jimmy Johnson. He salvaged the whole deal at the last minute, and they had the breakfast, and they got together on uh, Tuesday morning, whatever day it was. And now Wayne saves the second franchise in just a week, says the headline. He must be really a great guy. We didn't know it. He's a hell of a guy. Isn't he? No. See, and it's not just Wayne, though. It's, it's the Murrays. It's uh, Steve Dangerfield. It's all the people who work in any aspect of operations in that arena. If you really cared about the product that you people are putting forth in front of the public, you would address these problems. The quality of the ice being number one, first and foremost. And number two, the ability of the fans sitting on both sides to see the red light and the green light anytime they come on during the course of the evening, okay? Do you understand that? No. I, I, it, it's like you're talking in a foreign language. I'm talking Sanskrit here. And these are very simple, basic, common things. You don't have to be some kind of a rocket scientist, some kind of a dynamo hockey fan to understand these basic things that I'm talking about. And nobody here seems to give a crap. And when you're going to a place like I've told you before, just to sit around and socialize and schmooze and stand around in front of everybody else, I guess you don't care about those things. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today, sir? Okay. <clears throat> No, what do you expect from this time? Nobody knows anything about hockey. Anybody who's ever watched Pavel Burry play knows that he is a physical force. He's got all the talent in the world, but nobody's watched him play. He's from Vancouver. You know that in this town. They've never watched him play? Well, they might have seen him on television, Vancouver on television. You know the fans down here. Yeah. Well, anybody who's watched the game and knows the game knows how excited they are. They're probably getting... No, you know something, you make, you know, you're right. You make an excellent point. And, 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 the, and one of the things that's been done here, and I've talked about this several times, the, the presentation of the sport in this town, it's like there are the Panthers and they're the only team in the league. In other words, <laughs> I know last night we finally got the out-of-town scores on a lot, but up until recently, even the out-of-town scores is like an afterthought. It's like this is the only game you need to worry about because we're taking your money for this game and anything else that's going on, uh, forget about it. And, and you're right. The the job that's been done is so piss poor uh, teaching the people here anything about uh, the stars of the game and the other teams, especially the ones we don't play very often, like the Western Conference. If anybody watched Vancouver go to the finals, he carried them on their backs yeah. in the whole playoffs. We scored like 16 goals in the playoffs that year. I mean, what's what? You watch. Once he starts playing down here, the fans are going to be Pablo, Pablo. You just, just got to watch him play tonight, a few nights, man, because he's exciting as hell. Okay. Have a nice day, sir. And back to you. That's right. He's got a good point. They're saying, who? Who are we talking about? Some Russian guy? Some commie on ice? So excuse me. I'm awfully sorry. I'm getting carried away again, okay? Because I realize that this is very boring to most of you, and I apologize profusely. Don't I? No. No, I'm embarrassed for this town. It just, my embarrassment level never, never ends. And how parochial and how narrow and how just uh, limited in scope. Like coming to work this morning, listening. And I'm expecting, that, 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 like walking into the arena last night, even though I know the score is already 2 nothing, because at least Chris Moore did give me the score, not too much else. So I know it's already 2 nothing Buffalo at that point. But I walked in there, uh, we, we ran in there, expecting this, uh, like an air of electricity in the air. And the only thing in the air was, yeah, somebody in our row uh, had a little problem, I think, in our section. 
That was the only thing in the air. Thunderclap Newman was singing. Yeah, there's something in the air in 101. But other than that, it was like uh, same old business. Same uh, sorry people getting up and walking up and down the aisles while the game is going on. Scott Schwartz is telling me there was some uh, some jackass at the concession stand talking to some other jackass. Oh, gee, we got this big physical guy, Peter Worrell, and they sent him down to the miners. I don't understand it. You know something? Most of the people in this town wouldn't know a real hockey player if he stuck his stick and his arm all the way up there until his finger came out their tonsils, or where their tonsils used to be. Wreck'em. Here's Miami. Hello. Welcome, welcome, Excellent. Okay, two open lines in Dade One and Broward. And by the way, this guy at least knows how to pronounce the name. We got a coach. By the way, Terry Murray, before you leave on that trip, his name is Burry, okay, not Bure. I think we ought to call in the Federal Bureau of Investigation to check this out. We got a coach that can't pronounce the name of this guy. We just got the most exciting player in the game. I'm listening to his interviews before the game on this station last night. Pavel Bure. Well, Bure this and Bure that. Hey, Terry, you're a dumb goy, okay? You and your brother. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I agree with you on a lot of these things, uh, and Huizinga is an ass. But I got an argument with a friend of mine last night, and he tried telling me that Huizinga had to sell the Marlins. He had no choice. Thanks to Lee Steinberg and Brennan, he wanted to own a team and wasn't allowed to own a football and baseball team. Is that true? No, it is not. Huh. We argued about it last night for an hour. He's a Huizinga supporter. Let me say it again. No, it is not. The reason he sold the team is because he knew that they wouldn't build him a, a domed stadium, and that's why he got rid of it. Because I remember hearing something years ago that there was a big stink about it. He couldn't have a uh, professional football but he, team. But he did, didn't team. he? Didn't he have it? Yeah, he got away with it. Ch- had they changed the ruling? No. No, they had not. All right. So tell, your friend, tell your friend he's full of crap, okay, and you win, and I get half. We have an open line at date one in Broward, 567. See, these are the kinds of things that people spend their time arguing about in this town. That's the kind of, this is the kind of meat and potatoes we can really sink our false teeth into, okay, if we can ever dig them out of that glass of fizzy stuff over there. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Let me ask you this. Uh, as far as the ice quality, does uh, the climate here in South Florida, does that have anything to do with it? Or can... No. It does not? No. That guy in Edmonton that you, that you mentioned? Yes. So what is it that they do? Uh, what is it that they do? You ha- ask him. I don't know. They say that Edmonton's got the best ice in the league, and this guy's an expert. He's a consultant that goes around the league, and supposedly they had brought him in here, but if, if they brought him in here, they must have forgot whatever he told them. I agree. Let me ask you also one more question. What do you think about the Dolphins trading for Napoleon Cup? Okay, we have an open line of date, 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. That game was a disgrace last night. I almost fell asleep, and I'm a big hockey fan. Yeah. There was no thing of anything. I mean, I go in there expecting electricity in the air. The team is in a coma. The fans are in a coma. The ice is grotesque. The puck is bouncing around. I'm watching Terry Murray standing there with his arms folded like a dead man. He looked like Don Imus standing up. I mean, what, what was that last night? I, I don't know. And Victor Kozlov, you know, you know sometimes when they have cones and guys skate through the cones right. and back and forth? That's, that's, what, he, he that's like. what he does, yeah. I mean, he, he looks like he's... He put uh, on a tremendous performance of uh, figure skating. Maybe he ought to, like, like uh, ask the ticket, and maybe the two of them ought to team up and do, like, uh, you know, some of figure skating at the Olympics. Right, that's right. Max Pears. And, that, and, that, and the ice, the refs kept falling down on the ice. Did you see that? Yes, I did. Like two or three times, mm-hmm. the ref was falling down. How they expect uh, the players? To and and how come? Out? How come all these brilliant sports writers in this town, especially Michael Russo and David J. Neal, who are supposed to be the mavens in our two bushling newspapers, how come they're not writing about this stuff? 
How come they're not? How come it isn't just Neil Rogers on here? If I had some other people in the media saying the same things and raising us think about this, maybe something might get done. That you go into a game and you can't see the goal lights when a goal is scored, depending on where you're sitting, and the ice is the worst in the history of the league, and nobody wants to talk about it. I don't understand. 185 million for a beautiful building, and they can't put on decent ice. Yeah, makes sense to me. Oh well, keep going. Okay, good luck to us, pal. Bye bye. We have an open line. Don't you understand, Neil? We don't care. Nothing that you say will make us care. We aren't interested. You can sit on there and scream and holler and get agitated and work up yourself to a, a, a fever to get a, a blister on your rectum, whatever. We don't care. Nothing you say will make us care. We care about Napoleon Kaufman. We even care about George S. Kaufman. We don't even know who the hell he was. But we care more about him than this crap that you're talking about. We just refuse to care, right? Yes. Okay. Glad we got it straight. In the tradition of the disaster musical comes Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diaries. You'll leave the theater humming those catchy tunes like No More Beans. I'm writing all this down. Don't flush till the Nazis go home. I'd turn in my parents for a stick of deodorant. It's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diaries. CD available now. 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. By the way, speaking of Jews in the attic, Jerry Falwell says the Antichrist is probably on the earth right now. How do you like that? Good old Jerry. No superstition in his family. That's right. The Reverend Jerry Falwell says the Antichrist is probably alive today and is a male Jew. Oy. He also believes the second coming of Christ probably will be within squirt, squirt. 10 years. In a speech Thursday about the concern people have over the new millennium, Falwell told about 1,500 people at a conference on evangelism at Kingsport, Tennessee, that the Antichrist is a male and is Boy. a Jew. Who will the Antichrist be? I don't know. He said nobody else knows. Is he alive and here today? Probably, because when he appears during the tribulation period, he will be a full-grown counterfeit of Christ. Of course he'll be Jewish. Of course he'll pretend to be Christ. Of course he'll be wearing those stupid sandals. And if, in fact, the Lord is coming soon, he'll be an adult of the presentation of himself. He must be alive somewhere today. According to the Bible, the Antichrist will spread universal evil before the end of the world, but will finally be conquered at the second coming squirt, squirt. of Christ. Falwell, the Chancellor of Liberty University in Lynchburg and founder of the now-defunct Moral Majority, said Friday in Williamsburg that he did not intend for a statement to be anti-Jewish. Of course not. He said he meant only that the Antichrist must be Jewish because Jesus Christ was a Jew. If he's going to be the counterfeit of Christ, he has to be Jewish, Falwell said. The only thing we know is he must be male and Jewish, so look out for guys eating too much deli, is what he said. He said it'll tear your kishkis out. Oh, by the way, I had some real good kishki over the weekend. Not here. Rabbi James Rudin, the director. Oh, I got a great kishki story, by the way. Oh, this is the best. I'm sitting in the Pickle Barrel restaurant. We're having lunch yesterday at the Pickle Barrel in Toronto yesterday. The waitress had just brought me my appetizer, Kishki, stuffed derma, okay? And an old, like, bag lady-looking woman comes in, and she's got the uh, a stack of these little magazines. What are they, the watchtowers that Jehovah's Witnesses? Watch she time. says, can I give you a magazine about God? And I said, no, thanks. I'm Jewish. Don't you see? I'm eating Kishki. So she looks at it. She says, is that good? I said, oh, it's great. I said, in fact, if you eat it, it'll make you Jewish. She sits down at the table behind us, and what does she order? Kishki. Oh! That's right. I have a Jehovah's Witness eating Kishki. So as she's sitting there, it just, I mean, sucking it up, including the casing, by the way. You're going to die, bitch. She's eating the everything, just sucking it down. 
and she says to me, well, uh, don't you, 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 are you into religion? Don't you have a God? I said, oh, no. oh she said to John, well, I, I offer you one of these. I said, no, he's an atheist. Oh, oh. She says, well, don't you uh, fellows believe in anything? I said, yeah, maple leaves. She says, make believe? This is, this is true. I'm not making this up. I, I'm in Toronto. I said, maple leaves. Make believe? I said, yeah, make believe. And she's sitting there sucking down the kiski, true story, at the pickle barrel. And she loved it. In fact, when we got up and left, I said, wasn't that as good as I told you? She said, oh, yeah. I said, okay, you're Jewish now. Rabbi James Rudin, the director of interreligious affairs for the American Jewish Committee in New York, said the comment by Falwell surprised him because he knows Falwell is a strong supporter of Israel and is not anti-Jewish. <laughs> right. This is part of what I call millennial madness, Rudin said. To single out any one man and particularly to identify him as Jewish plays into some latent and historical anti-Semitism from the past. So maybe Jerry Falwell is just latent. Maybe that's the problem. Like Trent Lott, they're latent. Here's a Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. You know, just like I know, that the Red Wings are going to sweep the series again this year, number three. And? Yeah. And then, right, then, am I still there? In other words, this is a comment. Right. And this then, is a uh, phone call. Martin, you can Martin Luther. Blow it out your ass. We have an open line of day one and bride. See what I'm talking about there? Never again. Okay? Never again. Mark down 1104 on, no matter how many times I've said it before, Tuesday, January 19th, 1999. You can take your hockey discussion. I'm serious. I, I, I can do one of two things. I can sit here and put my hand, head in my hands and cry, which is what I would like to do over the, I don't want to say it's a one-dimensional town. It's a no, non-dimensional. Non-dimensional. No matter what it is, they, they don't know nothing about it. They don't care from it. They don't know, they don't know from it. No matter what it is. Non-dimensional. Forget about Pavel Bury. Forget about Special Ed. Forget about, uh, Brent Hedekin. Forget about all of it, okay? I'm sorry I ever brought, and you people, when I go to the hockey games from now on, including, uh, the, is it Montreal next Wednesday? Whatever the next home game is, leave me alone. Don't come near me. Don't speak to me. I'm gonna go in peace and watch the game. Don't come sucking around pretending you know something about it. I can't deal with it anymore. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Oh, God. And making it even worse is this fax from my friend Ken, the limo driver. Thank you for the kind words on Wednesday. Ba, 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 ba. He's now a star in the limo industry. Well, you were until you wrote this letter, Ken. Keep shooting yourself in the foot. He says, I do have a good, friendly relationship with Rimmer and think he is a great guy. <laughs> I would like to set the record straight and let you know that he did try to tip me, but I wouldn't accept it because of our relationship. <laughs> now, here, wait, wait till you hear this line, okay? Hey, Phil the Bugman, you're listening? Wait till you hear this line. And besides, I'm trying to get a bunch of Panther stuff from him. George is peeing in his pants right now. He is wetting his pants. He's putting on the pens that June Allison left over the weekend. I'm going to give him Phil's number. Is this incredible? I mean, you talk about the oldest goddamn scam in the history of mankind, Rimmer. Oh, yeah, well, here, uh, you know, and what he does, he holds out the building to tip the guy, and he's holding like a little little bit of his, uh, but he's got the thumb and the forefinger. He's got that bill locked in his hand on a death grip, as in just try and reach for it, okay, pal? And maybe you'll tear the little corner of the 20 off or what, the 5 off, whatever it is, the dollar bill off. But he's promising him some Panther stuff. Oh, poor Ken. Poor Ken the limo driver, okay? 
Another one going to be left in the wake of all the suckers in this town who got uh, sucked in for freebies by Rimmer. Promising Panther stuff. T-shirts, autographs, hockey sticks, hockey pucks. There you go. Oh, don't forget one thing, Ken. Hockey puck rhymes with <laughs> schmuck. Don't be a schmuck. Take the money and run. And frame it. Yeah, get, get a tip from Rimmer. Frame it. <coughs> Here's uh, Florida City. Hello. How you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, a little concerned about uh, Burray. I mean, he's a tremendous talent. I mean, he's by far the greatest player ever to play in this franchise. But uh, What are you he, concerned about? Well, they've traded for guys not of this caliber, but they've traded for quality guys supposedly in the past, and they come here and they somehow lose, they go into a production funk. And, if, any, and if anybody can do it, Terry Murray, he's a, he's a turnaround specialist. He can take the best guys in the league and turn them into a coma like overnight. Well, not not only that, then they go to other franchises and pick right up where they left off. Yeah, like Shepard, yeah. Yeah, and Gagne was just last night. Last night. Mm-hmm. It's, is it, I mean, I'm not maybe the hockey it's the maybe. coach. Maybe it's the general manager. Maybe it's the system. Look at Marty Straka. Look at Stu Barnes. Look at all the guys who left here in great disfavor with the coach, with the organization, and they've gone elsewhere. I said this before and done, done, done tremendously well. So and this is something in the back of my mind. I've been thinking since I heard the story. How long before Terry Murray does something to piss Pavel Burry off? That's, just, that's what I'm wondering. Or just mute his talent. Right. Exactly. Well, if anybody can do it. Right. Is, is you have anything to hold your hat on that, that is not going to happen? No, time? of course not. No. I'm just hoping for the best. I mean, <laughs> after after last night, it's got to be an improvement. If the guy shows up here breathing, it's got to be an improvement. It's too bad it's not like basketball. One guy can turn around easily. Yeah. Well, he's got to have a supporting cast, you know, and uh, I'm hoping for the best. Geldy said we're going to miss Jovo big time. Cause yeah, oh, I, I heard Geldy. He's just an insipid twerp. Pay no attention, okay? Just a, a little butt-sucking insipid twerp. We're going to be paying Victor Kozlov the big bucks next year, right? We we like figure skaters, I guess. Maybe Geldy's into figure skating. I'll take it, take it easy. Have a great day. <laughs> Dade County lines are open, 5670560, pound 560, on the AT&T wireless line. As once again, Neil shoots himself in the foot. Can the limo driver shoots it in the foot? Come on, let's get that Panther paraphernalia for uh, the rim man. Come on. Is is that incredible? Same old tired lines. It's like a pickup line. Like a pickup line in a bar. Oh yeah, you know I can't I can't give you any money for the ride. You know times are a little tough right now. And Denise Potvin, he's making all the big bucks over there. But uh, I'll get you a T-shirt. I'll get the guys to sign it. I'll get you some uh, paraphernalia, some memorabilia. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> right. Hold your breath, Ken. Just hold it real tight. Nine minutes after eleven at five sixty WQAM. Hello, Neil. Um, I would like to ask you a question. Um, my son was watching your program. On the um on Whammy in Miami, the date was the um fifteenth, and um I would like to know if you have some kind of um antichrist yes. because now my son wants to worship the devil because he thinks he's cool, and he also wants to dress as ladies and, and put lipstick on now. I don't know if the whole channel sixty nine is the antichrist channel. Um, please. I'm really concerned, and I would like to know if you're the Antichrist. Yes. Thank you. And please, if I see you somewhere, I wouldn't even stop and give you water because now you turn my son into a faggot and you made my son serve the Antichrist. Thank you. And have a nice day. All right. Have a nice
There he was, just a walking on the sea, singing, Do I did it, did it, dum did it do? He's the man from the land of Galilee, singing, Do I did it, did it, dum did it do? He's good, he's good, divine, divine, he's good, divine, changes water into wine. The next thing I knew, we had a lame man on his feet singing. Do I did it, did it, dumb did it do? The blind are gonna see and the dumb are gonna speak singing. Do I did it, did it, dumb did it do? He walked on, walked on through my door, my dog walked on through my door. Then he cured a leper source. Some say he's the son of God. Yes, they do, but there's other people think it's so odd. Now he's the reason that we have an Easter day singing. Do And he's the reason that all the Christians pray singing. Do They praise him. Here's the good news, by the way. Let's uh, stick with it positive today, okay? Joe DiMaggio is out of the hospital. Oh. He wants to throw out the first ball at Yankee Stadium, baby. He's doing it. See, if you just leave the bastard alone. What did I tell you? Leave the son of a bitch alone. He'll heal up. He'll be just fine. So he's missing a lung. He smoked a few too many faggots. He'll be okay. Just leave him alone. He's going to throw out the first ball, and then he's going to go Oy. right there uh, at Yankee Stadium. Maybe they can just cart him out there at center field. Instead of building a monument, they'll just, just stick his ass out there. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Neil, God. Yes, sir. Hey, um, in reference to the, the hockey mentality down here, I think it could be explained real easy. Last night in the pregame, there was Denise with a gre- uh, grease board explaining, taking five or ten minutes to explain icing and two-line passing. Oh, not again. You have to be joking. I swear. Is this like the again? fifth or sixth, the sixth, sixth or sixth year. This is the sixth year. And he's taken five or six, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven minutes to explain icing and two-line that, That's it, right there. Nice. Um, I wonder how he that, feels about uh, these calls that we're not getting. I feel really, really sorry. And, and should. Also, um, change the subjects too a little bit about that Red Wing fan that called a little bit ago. I'm a Red Wing fan. I'm going to tell you what. We, we're not winning too many games. They're, so they're I don't sticking know the joint out. Oh, he's, he's, he's just an asshole. Every year he calls and says the same. When somebody doesn't know anything, it's like the people that call these sports shows, like the Jets fan. J-E-T-S, Jets. Oh. They don't know anything. They just make a lot of noise. And by the way, how are the Jets doing, by the way? They're going to be coming also, down for the Super Bowl? No. You think, oh, Joe D's uh, going home so he could uh, make that trip to the uh, Hall of Fame in the sky, or what? He's going to that big Hall of Fame in the sky. Yeah, I, I don't. I him don't and Babe, him and the Babe, and Lou Gehrig. He's throwing out the. He's throwing out the first pitch like Thurman Munson throwing out the first pitch. He, he's going to be there too. He's going to catch it. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great day, pal. Yeah. And then they're going to fly off, and at uh, we have an open open line at day one at Broward five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Jolton Joe DiMaggio, baby. Oh! Can't keep a good man down, right? Even though he's 125 years old, we're quelling from it. We're so excited that Jolton Joe's out of the hospital. Here's Pompano. Hello. 
Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. You may uh, remember me. I'm the guy who gave you that old CBL tape a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yes. Remember? Uh, you know, the atmosphere in that place is dead. Totally, totally dead. So I've got an idea. And maybe it'll uh, butch it up a little bit. Yeah. You know, they play the Leafs on the third. Why not bring Paul Morris down here to do the public address? Oh, yeah. That, that'll and, really no, change well, it. No, there's another thing. Because he's also the Maple Leaf electrician, maybe he can fix some of the bugs in the building. Oh, there he is. He's also the electrician? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I did not. No. You know, he doesn't sit at center ice. He no, I know where he sits. They showed him. I'm, I'm trying to think which game it was. Maybe it was a week ago Saturday. They showed yeah, him for the I first the time interview. I've ever seen him. Yeah, that's, he's, that's the electrician's room. That's where he sits. Really? Yeah, so he's the the cat electrician at the gardens. Maybe we can uh, kill two birds with one stone. No, he don't want to come here, believe me. Well, it's snowing like heck up there. Maybe he no, wouldn't No, it's mind. not. Well, it was bad. It was. It, uh, we were there this weekend. It wasn't bad. It was the aftermath of the snow. It's a little slushy. Believe me, it beat the hell out of being here. Boy, but I think that would help the atmosphere here and uh, okay. maybe improve some of, the, some of the bugs in the building, too. Okay, sir. Have a great life. Well, I tried. Thanks. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. So Dr. Mark says, bada beep, bada boop, bada ba, I told you to do this. Yeah, you screwed up, Dr. Mark. Why don't you admit it, okay? You screwed up big time. You're a good guy. You never stole a freight train. And this thing, by the way, ain't completely gone. It's mostly gone, but it is slow. In fact, it was completely gone all weekend long. I left the house this morning feeling great. I came in here, and all of a sudden, there's just a little uh, touch of this back again. Maybe I'm just allergic to QAM. Maybe I'm just allergic to this town. That could be it. You think that's a possibility? Uh huh. Huh. Have to start doing a show from uh, outside, far away. Several time zones, too, by the way. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you today? Okay, sir. Okay, listen, I think you have to relax with Pavel coming down here. The people don't know him. Yeah. Right? How is that? I, I just, I can't relate to that. I can't understand it. I, I understand that, and you understand that, but. The people down here, just like they didn't know the Beezer, yeah. and then all of a sudden they embrace him. This guy's going to get on the ice, he's going to light it up, and before you know it, you're going to see everyone wearing a Burry jersey. Okay, I hope you're right. I know I'm right. Okay. You know, and one thing for your uh, your own benefit, you know what's going to happen? A lot more Gary Glitter. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, God. You know, they, they, put, they, they, were playing, the basket, they were playing Gary Glitter. Have a great day. Nothing worse than somebody that talks when you're trying to talk. Nothing worse. They were playing Gary Glitter in Minnesota when Atlanta was getting ready to kick the winning field goal when Morton Anderson. They were playing, playing Gary Glitter when they were getting ready to get beat. And the crowd's going, hey, da 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 da, hey. You know, and, and I'm thinking, why are you people cheering? The game is in Minnesota. They're about to lose the game that they had won, by the way. They're about to lose. And they're playing, da da, and the crowd, you know, I don't understand it. We have two open lines in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. <laughs> you know something? There is something in here. I'm going to tell you that right now. And it doesn't surprise me because knowing that they don't even, they won't even spring for an exterminator in this building. We got ants and all kinds of crap running around. You people over in the other building that are all excited about getting out of there and moving into this building, I hate to break the news to you, but I think we got a corporate disease. The duck cleaner was just in last week. Well, I got news for you. He must have left a dirty duck or something. Yeah. I say the duck is what I say, and let's uh, get down to business. There's something, there's a fungus among us in this joint, because I was feeling great. I left the house this morning feeling euphoric. I felt so good. And now all of a sudden I get a little bit of this flush back, and I'm choking and gagging, plus this overhead is all screwed up, by the way, I mentioned in passing. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hi. Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I don't mean to change the topic of your show, but... Uh... 
I thought it might be a good idea if you let people who are listening know that uh, since the Miami Heat can use all the help they yeah, can. Okay, we have an open line in Dayton, one in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. If you're not a silly little spick, we'd love to hear from you. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, the Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Gringo over here in Fort Myers, man. We just let you know that we love you over here. Uh huh. And uh, why does everybody call and talk about basketball? Who wants to hear it? Hey, if you guys want to see some good hockey, go see that Miami Matadors over there. Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, two calls left on the board. We got an open line in uh, two and day two in Broward. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How you doing today? Okay. I was doing great when I came in. It's an hour twenty five minutes later. I'm not doing so good. I know the feeling. I'm depressed. I'm ready to go uh, break into tears. Listen, uh, I wanted to uh, ask you a question and ask your listeners a question too. Have uh, they ever heard of a um, treatment called chelation therapy? Oh, that's for uh, good for diabetes, blood pressure, high blood pressure. Sir, why are you bringing this up? Don't I have enough problems here already today? And you're starting with chelation therapy. Have you ever heard of it? Of course. Oh, did you ever try it? No. Um, try it for ever... what? Uh, it's supposed to be able to cure diabetes, uh, cure high blood pressure. High right, blood that, there you go. Try try chelation therapy. If you got a uh, you got a sprained toe, try chelation therapy. You got a headache, try chelation therapy. That reminds me of shows I used to do years ago, which I'm embarrassed by the way. Do I dare say it? And by the way, that one spot that she wants me to do on the year, I will not do it. Remember, she came and talked to me uh, last week about. The, I'm not doing healthcare spots, okay? Period. I'm not doing geriatric spots. I'm not doing healthcare spots. Period. End of discussion. And years ago, I had a guy who's a nice guy. You know, he meant well, and uh, he had he used to have those boring terminal get the nutritionist and the doctors and the chiropractor. Oh yeah. And the people are calling. Hello, doctor. I've got like cancer and green lips and gangrene. Try chiropractic. Hello, doctor. I've got bleeding ulcers. Try chiropractic. Hey, doctor. I've got like a bubonic plague, and I've got try chiropractic. Seriously. No matter what it is they call that they had, try chiropractic. Which I was inspired to mention because this guy's hocking me a chinic with this stupid chelation therapy. With the same old tired the bubble mices. We have two open lines in date, five six seven, oh five sixty, pound five sixty on the and by the way, if you've got a bruised rectum my chiropractic man. No the chiropractors know about bruised rectum because most of them have one. It's 1126 at 560 QAM. A lot of spooks in your jersey. Tonight on the WB, the premiere of Where My Woman At. Follow the hilarious misadventures of a wife beater and his battered woman as she never gets the dinner on the table on time. Bobby Brown and Whitney Houston star with special guest OJ. It's tonight on the WB. Here's a shocking fact. Four fired employees awarded $20 million. Albany, Kentucky. A jury awarded $20 million to four former employees of a Walmart store after deciding the company unfairly fired them for eating damaged nuts and candy. Each of the four workers was awarded a $1 million for slander, a $1 million for embarrassment and mental anguish, and $3 million in punitive damages in the decision on Friday. And whoever sent me the facts writes on the bottom, this should make the families of the kids who died as a result of the W.R. Grace and Beatrice food contamination feel really good. Seven kids dead, only a total of eight million. So seven kids dead is only worth eight million, but four uh, people that were fired from Walmart get a total of 20 million because they were eating damaged nuts and candy and got their ass canned. 
Don't you teach your kids don't eat damaged nuts? That's one of the first things you're supposed to tell them. We have an open line today at 5670560. We got Jim Mandich, by the way, today. Yeah. Coming up at 2 o'clock from Shula State 2 for Hank, who's on the way back from Vegas or in transit or whatever. And then we got the books here. Books here talking baseball <laughs> 6 to 8 o'clock tonight, then talking the regular crap from 8 to 10. Eddie Kaplan talking pure gambling 10 o'clock tonight. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Very excited about Beret. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with this town. I've been sitting up there in Section 414 all season and just waiting for something good to happen. Mm -hmm. Jova gone to Vancouver. Beret's coming down. I'm real excited about it. And people don't realize this is like if the Heat find Pippen. You know, no, this still, is no, no. This I mean, is not like at the Heat side. This is like at the Heat side, Michael Jordan. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's just like if 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 they. I guess we were talking Danny Boy, they would understand, but they just don't understand that this could. We may These actually people have a are chance so of out of it, man. And now, now I understand. Now it's all starting to uh, you know come into focus for me. Why you go in there and you're, you're seeing one thing and all these? Uh, hey, Ralph, you suck. I mean, you're dealing with seventeen, eighteen thousand of those people. I wouldn't know a goddamn hockey puck if you stuck the whole team up there. Correct. You don't get it. I mean, they don't understand it. The only time they how long before they start catching on a little bit? Uh, I don't know. The only how time many they... goddamn years does it take? Many, many more, obviously. Jesus. Because I guess unless we rename the Stanley Cup the Super Bowl Cup, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I'm really excited. Yeah, but we sure had a lot of those bandwagon jumpers three years ago, didn't we? Oh, they were all, they were all out there waving their little. They had their Panther rubber banners on their cars, out of their windows. They had them all pasted on their, on their Correcto. all over the place. Oh yeah, but now it's like, and then Murray, if he hasn't ruined more confidence than anybody else in this town. Yeah. I mean, Terry. I mean, those guys out there last night. Uh, you're right. It was, and I was at the Islander game. They're not playing for it. Didn't I say early in the season that these guys weren't going to play for him? And you watch these last two games. And they're in a coma. They look like Rip Van Winkle in a deep sleep. With, with Kozlov with his little Russian ice show out there, he can't shoot. He's afraid. He's got Ray so scared, like he's going to bench him or something. And they're all just running around out there like they don't know what the hell's going on. Mm -hmm. But that's all I had to say. And in closing, Ed Joe Vancouver. We have an open line in day one in Broward. Five six seven. What do you say? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. What 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 he be saying? Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. I hope you had a good vacation. Yeah, I didn't have any vacation. I had a, a three day weekend, not a vacation. Uh, well, no, a small vacation. Great time. Wonderful. All right. Time. Eating kiski in the Toronto. Yes. All right. Um, back in '96, when I first started getting interested in the passes, of course, you know. Um, I got excited because of, you know, their great run and everything. But I took it upon myself to learn the game and understand how it's played, understand what's icing, um, you know, all the penalties and everything. And I don't even go to the games. I watch the games on TV. Yeah. That's it. That's all I do. Of course, I have to listen to Rimmer talk, but I mean, what, can, what else can I do about it? Um, well, maybe he'll get you some Panther merchandise if you're watching them. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe people don't know who Pavel Burr is. Um, that, that's I'm, scary. That is downright scary to me. I just, I just can't comprehend it. Um, when, when I when I got into hockey, I bought I you know I'm a young guy. I bought video games and everything. I played. I understood. You know, with that, I played all the rules and everything. And I also played the game. You know, like street hockey and everything. I took it upon myself to understand the sport if I'm going to get into it. And these people here, they buy season tickets. Um, I've been to some of the games. All I do is scream and you know drink, just like in the, the just like in the football game. And I don't understand what the hell's going on. And, you know, it's really disappointing. That's my, that's it, Neil. Well, thank God for you and me. All right. Have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. Well, see, there's somebody that's actually hey. making a little effort to find out what's going on out there. These people don't care. 
It's a party out there. Like I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I just have to pinch myself to believe that it's true. To believe that there are that many disinterested people who are all congregating in one place who couldn't give a crap less, who know nothing about it, and are just there to kill some time. That's very believable here, isn't it? Uh -huh. Kill some time in this godforsaken place. I mean, you can't shop at the Sawgrass nonstop, round the clock. Sooner or later, you got to find something else to do. Take your finger out of your rectum and then go over there and uh, kill a couple hours. Kill two or three good hours. Wander around, eat some of that expensive, overpriced food. Schmooze in the hallway, get on your cell phone. Bop, 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 you know, kill some good time. Here's Ken, the limo driver, who's waiting for his Panther paraphernalia. Stop. And has a very long wait, by the way. You're turning me into a star here. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like that with the rim. I've known him a long time. So, so it's because you know him a long time, that means that you've got to give him limo rides for free? No, no, no. He's a kind of a buddy, you know. So what about it? No, it's not like we're trading what, or anything. kind of a schmuck? No. You're kind of buddies. He's a good guy. Anybody is Rimmer's buddy if you do stuff for him for free. Nah. You buy him meals, you give him limo rides, we're buddies. Yeah, he's considerate back to me. He's a good guy. So by, by doing what? Uh... I don't want to, that's, you know. What am I doing what? Uh, I, what, does he get, what does he get for you? He's gotten me to games. He gets you into games? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got some, stu some stuff signed. And got some stuff signed. Yeah. Just like I said, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but it's no big deal to me. No big deal to him. It's, uh, you know. You're, you're damn right it's no big deal to him. It doesn't cost him a dime. <laughs> it doesn't that's cost right. Me, it doesn't cost me a dime either. Well, you're easy. That's all that's, I can tell you. That's true. And, you know, I, you're right. This guy's it. made a whole, he's made a whole lifetime of guys like you. Oh, I know. But he's still a good guy. He doesn't take advantage of me. I didn't say he's not a good guy. He's just a cheap prick. That's all. He's no, a good guy, but he's a cheap prick. Yes, he is. No. Cheap. Right. I'm used to cheap pricks. I drive them all day long, so. Um, he, but you're right about getting uh, Burry in here, because this is really why I called. It's like getting Mark McGuire. They have no, they have no, no idea who he is. I can't, I'm jumping up they and down They have no idea that. who this man is, the right. Russian rocket. They don't know him from the pocket rocket. Well, at least Dino will have somebody to pass the puck to him now while he's sitting in front of the net. Mm -hmm. Like nobody else doing that to him. But uh, they, they have no idea. But they're like that with the, the Marlins. They're like that with the basketball team, football team. They don't care unless something really big happens. And they splash it all over the newspapers and the news. Now I understand why they love Peter Worrell. He's, they can relate to that. The oh, big yeah. goon that uh, they think is beating the crap out of everybody. That's their idea of excitement. That's what they want to see. My wife, who knows nothing about hockey, says, Who is this guy? He can't even skate. You know, she can, even somebody who knows nothing about hockey understands what's going on. He's a terrible hockey player. All he does is beat people up. He might as well have Mike Tyson skating around on that ring. Yeah, now, by the way, another great performance in Vegas, Mike. Oh! Yeah, another nice one. Great that big fat bum afterwards. that he fought. Yeah, great interview. Yeah. Big fat bum and a near ride at the end of the first round. Right. Beauty, just great. All right, you I'll uh, I'll stop by and uh, maybe see you at the next game. Okay, Ken. Thanks. Bye. There's poor Ken. That's the American fucking way. That's right, Mike Tyson. You know what America is now? America has become the Jerry Springer show. Period. I'm telling you that that that's America for you. Everything in America has become now the Jerry Springer show, including that Tyson thing with that brawl at the end of the first round and all the uh, four-letter, all the, and, you know, even when there doesn't have to be, they're still putting them in there, you know, like on a Jerry Springer show. He has invented a new America. 21 till noon at 560 WQAM. This is 560 QAM. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again.
It puts the lotion in the basket. It mixes it all up. It puts the lotion in the basket. It puts them both together. It puts the lotion in the basket. When the eyeball falls out, it puts the lotion in the basket. Then it has to hose it down. It puts the lotion in the basket. It's what I have to get. It puts the lotion in the basket. need to rub it on my breast. It puts the lotion in the basket. I have to dry clean my skin suit. It puts the lotion... In the basket. I said, Doctor! I switch my TV in my legs. I said, Doctor! I like to dance around this way. I said, Mommy! Are the lambs quiet today? I said, Mommy! I want to look more like a wolf. My name is Buffalo Bill. It right. puts the lotion in the basket. It makes it for my skin. It puts the lotion in the basket. I hold my pee in. It puts the lotion in the basket. How much does it grow? It puts the lotion in the basket. I've got my skin suit nipple necklace. <laughs> Eleven forty-five at five sixty WQM. Here's a tremendous story from the uh, this morning. So we're sort of Herald Tribune, as a matter of fact. Bridge tenders trouble waters after receiving a complaint from a passing voter. A passing voter. County officials are working to correct several prohibited methods of sewage disposal at local drawbridges, cramped into tiny shacks. Some with no disposal systems for eight straight hours. Some bridge tenders have resorted to using funnels and pipes that discharge directly onto pilings and the water below. Officials said the discharges were prohibited and pledged to correct. That's a prohibited discharge there. Oh, jeez. Absolutely correct, sir. At the beach, people see uh, people pee in the water every day, said environmental specialist John Ryan, who discovered the situation. It's not a big pollution issue unless you're the guy in the boat below. I guess and then it's just rude. It's just a really rudeness uh, issue. Well, I guess if they're just squirt, squirt. peeing in the tube, but what about if they're doing something more serious in the tube? And it's got a picture here in the inset. It shows a, a toilet. It says an incinerator toilet is provided the Albee Road Bridge, but is seldom used because it stays hot for so long after each use, giving new meaning to the term hot, right, hot shot. I thought that was like an insecticide. Boy, we could sure use some around here. Hot shot. Ryan's Pollution Control Division was notified about the situation December 4th after a boater in Venice's annual Christmas boat parade called in to report that some type of sewage had leaked down from the Hatchet Creek Bridge tender's... Oh, I love the way they got this written. From the Hatchet Creek Bridge tender's house and into his boat. Some form of sewage. Further investigation revealed that there was a minor leak in the sewage pipe running underneath the bridge, but that it was leaking onto the creek's bank. Absolutely correct, sir. When Ryan and others examined other bridges without sewer connections, they found some of the unusual hygiene sanitation situations. At the Minnesota Beach Road Bridge, workers told Ryan how they typically use old coffee cups as makeshift toilets and pour the filled cups out the window when no one is watching. At the Albee Road Bridge, things were even a bit more refined. Fashioned out of the wall of the bridge tender's house, Ryan found a small funnel-like fixture that drained outside the wall of the tender's house onto the pilings and the intracoastal waterway below. Also at Albee Road, there's a slightly more environmentally friendly waste disposal system. It's a self-contained toilet with a built-in incinerator, but workers told Ryan that they seldom use the toilet because it can remain too hot to touch for more than an hour after each use. After... 
talking to the bridge workers, Ryan called county officials in charge of the drawbridges. We asked them to fix it, and they readily agreed. It's small potatoes, but it is prohibited, so they'll fix it. Maybe that's what they're doing in there, small Absolutely correct, sir. potatoes. Dan Blackwood, manager of the county's road and bridge operation division, said he was shocked by Ryan's descriptions. County workers were asked to remedy, to rectify the situation. Because boats come by at all hours, lunch breaks, smoke breaks, and potty breaks are not part of the bridge tender's job description. Blackwood said his division, part of the county's transportation department, is looking into ways to bring adequate toilet facilities to drawbridges located where water and sewer lines don't exist. We're going to try to see if there's a better mouse trap out there, he said. Thank you. Okay, let's do a, a mobile in Miami. Hello? <laughs> Neil God. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, well, what can I say about South Florida other than the fans down here are all hypocrites. The only reason they, they started putting up Panther flags and Marlin flags up on their cars is because they finally made the playoff. Yeah. What about during the season? Nobody put everything up during the season. Everyone's doing like they are now. Right. And then the moment they make it to the playoff or they do something great, oh, we love the Panthers, we love the Panthers. Yeah. The funny thing is, now I just finished... They're, they're, like the, they're kind of like that bridge center situation. They're full of <laughs> crap. Exactly, exactly. And just recently... And the funny thing is, now I see Viking flags up for football. Oh, oh yeah. what happened? I thought this was a. Uh, oh, sorry. It's like when the Red Wings. It's like when the Red Wings played down here early in the season. We had two thousand people running around in the Macarena with Red Wing up here fitting down because they won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. So all of a sudden, we got all these uh, make-believe Red Wing fans. Exactly. I don't. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I don't even know. Well, most of those people couldn't find Detroit on the map. Exactly. Neil, let me make a shameless request. Yes, sir. Um, I haven't heard in a long time. Makes me laugh. Elmer's Floyd be calling the uh, rabbit farm? I'll work on it. All right, thanks a lot. Have a great day, pal. We have an open line in Dade, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We have tested the knowledge of the South Florida sports fans today, and we've discovered that they don't have any. But we already knew that, didn't we? We know that? Uh-huh. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, hi, I'm a first-time caller. I just want to ask you a question. I don't want you to hang up on me now. I want to know what the situation is. No, wait, wait a minute. Why do you say that before uh, you proceed? Before, because see, as I, soon as you say that, it indicates to me that I am going to hang up on you. Not, not necessarily. See, I'm necessarily. Not, I'm, <laughs> I just want to know what you Almost guaranteed. What your dissatisfaction is with the Miami Heat. Well, what does that mean, my dissatisfaction? I have no right, interest in it, okay, sir? I have no interest. That's his 80th call today, little Julio. I'm not interested. Don't care about basketball. It's not a sports show, okay? It's the Neil Rogers show, which you know, okay, my little spick friend. Don't care. No interest. Not interested in seven-foot freaks, okay? But have a nice day. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. That last story about the garbage really stunk. But anyway, yeah. um, was at the game last night. Terminal. Absolutely terminal. Very excited about uh, our Powell Barray coming in. Um, it's going to really pick up the team or at least make it exciting. But the one thing I disagreed with you on was the ice surface. It is a bad ice surface, but Buffalo is playing on the same ice surface. And they seem to score, sir. That, that's not the point. I'm not. I'm not saying that we're losing because I'm. I'm saying that if you want to have a real game and an enjoyable game, and especially when you're building a team that's with all the speed on it, you want to have great ice. 
That's true. I mean, the fact is, Buffalo is a much better team than we are right now. I'm not, I'm not surprised we lost the game, although I'm surprised we didn't show up at all. But I'm not surprised we lost the game. But the point is, if you want to see a real game, you gotta, you got to have a quality sheet of ice out there. You can't put that crap out there and expect uh, people to enjoy what they see. It yeah, was crap. No, that's true. Crap. But you can see these guys were in the offensive zone. They weren't taking shots. They were spinning around doing pirouettes, ice angels. That's, snow that's angels. a different issue. I'm not, I mean, I'm not talking pathetic. about that. They, they were pathetic. That's right. But as far as the atmosphere inside the new arena. There isn't any. There isn't any. I right. mean, even the Miami arena was a bit better. I, a lot atmosphere. better. Um, and you know what I think it is? It stems from most of the people, if you look around your seats, they're just there, not as hockey fans, mm-hmm. a lot of them, just there because it's an event or something to do. They're schmoozers. Yeah, there's women there. They're talking. Mm-hmm. People aren't clappy when something's going on. I mean, maybe when they're... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, so people here only go to the games just as, like, an event. Maybe that's what they should have named it, the <laughs> Arena. <laughs> yeah. All right, Neil. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Bye. Well, I think we've already decided that it's a social gathering place for people that uh, just want to get out of the house for a couple hours and somebody gave them a ticket, or maybe they actually bought some tickets. And it's a good uh, place to get out, bring the pain in the ass little kids, go have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of social activity, then leave nice and early. Like I did last night, by the way. Oh. Got there late, left early. I'm becoming a real soft photo sports fan. Oh. Nice going, Neil. Thank you. Sonny Isles, hello. Hello. How are you today, Neil? Okay, sir. Went to the game last night also, first time at the new Mac Arena. Yeah. Had a great time. But three things noteworthy that I could find from the game. Uh, Kozlov was dribbling the puck mm-hmm. like it was a basketball. Well, maybe he knows the NBA starting up again, and he's, you know, he's 6'6", he's big enough. <laughs> there was a beautiful goal scored by, scored by Buffalo. We were in one section 125. The, uh, the pass behind the, in front of the net, uh, that was their third goal was very exciting. Yeah, Zitnik's pass. I forget who scored the goal, but it, yeah. Yeah. Groshek, I think. And then one of the one of the uh, people in the stands, he had a Jovanovski shirt on, and he had it covered up with a beret, a, a, with, a, a, beret, beret. Mm-hmm. with a question mark for a number. So that was a little bit of a bit of thing. Try number 10, sir. Number 10. He wore 10 and 96 in Vancouver. He's going to be wearing That's what we were trying to tell him, but he wouldn't listen. Now, before the game, I think this was an omen of things to come, Neil. Driving from Sunny Isles across the William Lehman Causeway westbound about sunrise. This is about 6 o'clock at night. A huge green heron flying in front of me about 50 yards in front, maybe 100 feet above the ground, Mm -hmm. and it let loose. A pterodactyl-sized omelet. Wow. And I swear, I promise you, I swear it landed directly on my windshield and my front hood. And I had a, a nice souvenir that we took to the game. I washed it off in the morning, took a, took a photo of it. Of course, I had to wipe the windshield so you, I could you see took what a I was photo driving. of it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I should have stopped. lotion in the basket. Oh, I see. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what does that mean? Put the lotion in the motion. Put the lotion in the basket. No, like, like they said, when the Ayatollah fell out of the plane, it puts the motion in the casket. Okay, we have two open lines in Dave, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Isn't that what they said when they let Joe DiMaggio out of the hospital? It put the motion in the... Uh... Come on, don't be picking on Joe D. He's an American icon, mister. You don't be uh, picking on people like that, you smart ass. Okay, sorry. At least they know who Joe DiMaggio is. Do they know who Joe DiMaggio is? No. It's 1155 at 560 WQAM. I needed a new wooden leg, and I got it right away. 
Thank you, Joseph and Sam. Javila, my fish got broke. And like a miracle, I had a new one in less than an hour. Thank you, Joseph and Sam. Hi, I'm Jesus Christ. You know, it ain't easy living in Jerusalem when you look like Peter O'Toole and you can't speak a lick of Aramaic. That's why here at Joseph and Son Carpentry Shop, you'll always receive quality work at miraculously low prices. Right, Bob? Sure. <laughs> so for the finest in custom wood crafting, from a bookcase to an ark, don't settle for any schlub who just builds grosses. Try Joseph and Son Carpentry Shop. Our work is guaranteed. My hand to God. Come known at 560 WQM. My hand to the Antichrist, baby. Hey, oh, God. There you go. Jerry Falwell says he's going to be a Jew. It doesn't mean anything by it. It's not anti-Semitic, but he's going to be a Jew. It's going to be a male. It's going to be a Jew. That's what Jerry Falwell said. We have an open line in Broward all of day. Look at that. We're back to this business again. Now, they promised me they guaranteed us upstairs. Of course, they lie a lot. Oh, after the first of the year, all this four-minute business is going to stop. All these long breaks when you lose all your calls, that's going to stop. It'll be no spots radio. <laughs> yeah, right. That lasted for what, about two, two and a half days? And now we've got spots up there. Right, we're back to our four-minute breaks again, and they're back into this dilemma again. The same thing that we had like three, four weeks ago, and then they just keep running away and avoiding and avoiding and avoiding and lying through their teeth, which is what they do the best here. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, happy Tuvishvat. Whatever you say. What <laughs> Neil, the hell is uh, that? The, you know, the one thing about... I thought it was Purim. Circus, <laughs> maybe? I don't know. What the hell do I know? Uh, I could be the Antichrist for all you know. Um, Neil, in terms of uh, Burry, uh, you know, this reunites him with McLean, right? So right away, you know, McLean should be playing better, correct? Well, what is what is what is Pavel Burry coming here have anything to do with how Kirk McLean is going to play? Well, I mean, let's face he it. He played also great when he was playing up there with him. What what, what does they, one have to do with the other? They played together during the uh, when played them during the, uh, for the Stanley Cup several years yeah. ago. So maybe this will give him a you know a little rise in his pants. Uh, you know, and jack him up a little bit because uh, boy, Burke fell apart uh, last night. No, he did not. Burke didn't let in one bad goal last night. You're absolutely wrong. He oh, no, a short side. He let that one short side in, Neil. He should have never. Sir, let side. me say it again. He didn't let one bad goal in. I was there. Well, no, wait a minute. I wasn't there the first two. I, I, the... I leave it to you. I, I, I watched the game, but. Uh... You know, I, I thought well, I, I could only tell by what Christina was saying on radio on the first two because I didn't see those. But the third and the fourth goals were not his fault. Now, now you have to raise another question: Is this guy the worst play-by-play guy you've yes, ever heard? Yes, absolutely. And you know what something? Is, just just like the newspapers, here he fits in like a glove. Neil, what the hell is going on during the game? I can't tell. I'm listening yeah. to the guy. He's jabbing with uh, Mahler. And, uh, you know, there's... Jabbing with Mahler. That's that's gonna be the name of our pregame show. Jabbing with Mahler. Okay, calm down, pal. Nobody cares. We have an open line in Broward, all three in Dade, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. But I sure miss Lou and Debbie on a mobile after the game. Yeah, Scott Schwartz, who's got a great sense of humor, is, oh, we missed those scat calls after the game. And he was serious. That was the best part. He was serious. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, God. I yes, sir. You, sir. Okay. Did you enjoy your day off yesterday, Yes, Neil? I did very much. Well, we missed you. I was at the Macarena yesterday, Neil, and i got to tell you, the game was pretty, pretty, pretty pathetic. Yeah. On the uh, Panthers' part, and uh, I do have to agree with you, Neil, about the ice. The ice is absolutely awful there, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll be able to do something about that maybe before the year's up. I, I don't, I don't even hear anybody talking about it. Nobody writes about it. Nobody is talking about it. Nobody says anything about that about the goal lights. It's like, it's like I'm saying these things to be a bad guy or to create problems. I'm not imagining these things. Well, you just anybody want the... with one eye can see it. 
Neil, I think you and all the rest of the true hockey fans down here just want things to be the way they should be. Yeah. Uh, to make the game uh, better for the fans and for everyone involved, for the players, everybody. Uh, terrific about the trade. Glad to see. Uh, glad to see a high-powered, uh, high-class uh, offense maybe coming to Florida now with Pavel. That, that nobody in this town ever heard of. Well. I remember. I, I I don't know. I sir. I like I said before. I don't know whether to cry or why my watch to quote my Lang. I I I just don't know what to say. How is this possible? Well, How is this possible? And this is supposed to be the goddamn sports station. Well, you think the guys on the sports radio are bad? I'm telling you, Neil. These guys on Sports Channel, Denise Potvin and uh, this other putz, they're absolutely horrible. I listened to the game that they called a couple nights ago on television, and absolutely listless. Boring, terrible. Listless? Rather go to the game. Well, maybe Rummer's not getting enough freebies. Maybe that's the problem. And the last time I was at the Macarena, I was at the, about a what was it? About a week and a half ago, something like that. I'm telling you, the food there is awful as well. Okay, well, I'm glad you're having a good time. Okay, thank you. Okay, one call left in the board, and then it's that good old time music. Whatever you got queued up in there, I'm I'm game for it. I feel like Dave game. I'm so game for it. Jesus Christ! You know, I I really believe that I'm like 1,200 miles away. I'm hearing about the beret thing. I'm all piped. I'm pissed off and fired up. I'm all excited. And I'm thinking, boy, when I get back there, finally, finally something exciting happened in that town. And it's like, put your head on it. Like, like, like it says on a bit. Put your head on the table, Ronnie. It's nap time, you know. Man. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's our last call. It's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. I was at that game last night. I'll tell you the truth. Both of those goalies were moved like ten men. They're the stiffest goalies I've ever seen. Hello? Meaning what? What does that mean? They don't move. They have no They have no rhythm. They play so deep in the net. No wonder they score goals on them. Uh-huh. No wonder they score goals. So, in other words, they're supposed to not give up any goals. No, no, I'm answer? not saying they're supposed to, but they play so deep in the net. So, so in other words, when you, when, you get, when you get shut out 4 to nothing, and when you play a lethargic game and you have no offense, it was the goalies fall last night? Oh, no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm what saying are you it, saying? I'm saying You're saying that you know nothing about the game, and we appreciate your honesty. Thank you. Yeah, you're playing too deep in the net, Sean. When in doubt, come back out. And if I were you, I'd be hiding in that net, too, the way they were playing last night. I'd be way back in there, hunched down, waiting for the worst. Open line of day two in Broward, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I'm a hockey fan. I know this. That with Burry in the lineup, we won't see another game like last night for a long time. I sure hope not. Just to watch him skate is yeah. ten times entertaining more it's than the price of admission. Night. That's right. He doesn't doesn't just skate around in circles no. like Victor Kozlov. He makes moves towards the net fast. Yeah. And he makes it in the net usually. So I'm happy. I'm speaking up, and we're gonna kick some ass. We'll okay. make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Did he sound Did he sound confident or what? No. No. Sounded like he was going. The next thing he was going to say was something about his nipple ring. I thought I'm positive he was going to say that. We have an open line and day, no, and all these things. That's what he said. All these things. Five six seven oh five sixty and Tom five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in the Gables. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, regarding the ice, there was a big story on the news the other night that uh, the circus was in town, so they had to rip up the ice, and they had this big story about the guy who actually sprays the ice and puts the ice back down. Yeah. That could be the reason why the ice is all crappy. Yeah, it's, it's a, well, it was bad before, but now it's worse than it was ever before. Yeah, well, they're destroying a the guy that was just spraying down the ice and talking about Well, somebody about ought to different... spray his ass down because he sucks. That's why they call him the Ice Man. Okay. 
Thanks Bye. for the good news. There you go. Two open lines indeed. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. You're complaining too much about these things, Neil. Just go there and have a good time. Just go there and spend all your money on Wayne's food, okay? Wayne's God. Wayne saved two franchises in one week. What's your claim to fame, Mister? Here's Kendall. Hello. Hey, what, Neil? Yes, sir. Neil and Kendall, how you doing? Okay. Long time listener, first time caller. I'm disappointed in you. Disappointed in me? Yes. What did I do to you, sir? You're such a great talk show host. Yes. Got the answers to everything. Yeah. You make a lot of sense to me. Uh huh. And why the hell aren't you running for the president of the United States? Oh Jesus! Two open lines in Dave five six seven zero oh, five. Sir, you are the silliest, the most pathetic waste of space. Please stop with your bull crap, okay? You're killing us with crap. I'm sitting here. I can't even get a few lines on the board to talk to me here. Why aren't you running for the president? Oh, God. If the call weren't that bad, I'd be moist from the heavy suction, okay? But the call was so bad that I, it wouldn't arouse me in a billion years, okay? Jesus, God Almighty. That's the kind of call you'd hear on the light bulb. The light bulb. Oh, you're such a brilliant man, and you entertain us so much. <laughs> How come you aren't running? Mm. Thank you. What, what are you looking at me with, like, with a finger? How are we uh, supposed to know that? Not that I'm getting exercised. Not that I'm getting upset because Ray Perry is another BS artist. How could one building have so many bullcrap artists in it, huh? That's what I would like to know. Guy comes down, he looks you in the face, he tells you all the right things. This guy's going to take care of copy. He's going to get the sales staff all straightened out. We're going to get stuff updated. And then does he show his face today? No. Is the copy like one spot I just had to cross out because it's like advertising something that ended yesterday? Is that updated? No. The other one that's three months old, has that been updated? No. Do I see this man? No. Do we care? No. That's the sad part. We just don't care. And I'm getting exercised about it. I'm getting worked up about it. Because I think we're supposed to be here doing a job for these people. And the people upstairs, these parties, I, I have no idea what they're doing. Does our program director care about it? No. Does our sales manager, Screw Ann, does she care about it? No. Does Ray Perry seem to care about it? No. Does Greg Reed care about it? <laughs> we have an open line in Broward, 2 and Dade, 5670560 and Pop 560 on a mobile one line. Seriously, like I said before, Screw Ann, Winnick, Ray Perry, all these people, don't even waste your time coming near me. Don't even come here. I don't want to talk to you, okay? Stay the hell away. Because you're all full of the same big, smelly pile of crap. Ba, 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 ba. They talk and they talk and they talk a good game. And when it comes down to doing even the simplest basic things, which is like I said before, that's why it fits in like a glove. Just like the thing with the arena, which nothing works in there. Nobody cares. you got to stop caring. That's the bottom line. Cross the spots out. Stop caring. Or just do the spot that says, hey, through Monday, meaning yesterday, and expect the client to pay for it, which I'm not going to do. But do they care about that upstairs? No. They don't care. Just do the spot and get the money. Or let's put a couple of uh, sponsors on back-to-back -back that are selling basically the same product. Do we care about that? No. No, we don't care about that. We're not concerned about client separation. We just want to throw a bunch of stuff on here, even if we got like some 10-year-old kid off the street, which we do it. People that came in that got lost, that went in there to, to use the tea room on Sheridan Street, which God forbid if they should open that door up. Wow. 
You think that bridge tender had problems? Man. Kids that walked in off the street that had to take a quick something. Oh, hey, by the way, you want to cut a spot for us while you're in here? We'll give you a couple of tickets to a ball game somewhere. Oh, that's great, mister. Where's the spot? Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Yeah, hi. I'm a new Panther fan, but who is Pablo Burns? I'm not familiar. You're not familiar with what? Pablo Burr. Pablo what? Pablo Ray Raymond, Raymond Burr is dead. And you ought to be too. We have an open line at Dayton 2 and Broward. 5670560. That, what a great attempt at humor that was. Wasn't that, was that great? No. That was pathetic. And by the way, go back to New York. You're still an asshole. Here's Aventura. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. No, I'd just like to touch up on like how these fans, these Panther fans are acting. They don't even know who Pavel Burry is. All right, this guy's like... How, how could any... Listen, let me ask you this, seriously. How could anybody over the age of 10 go to a hockey game, pay money, or take somebody else's tickets, go to a, a National Hockey League game and not know who Pavel Burry is? How is that possible? Because they don't follow hockey. They just think it's an event, like you said. They pay the money to do something, just to have something to do, because they have nothing better to do with their pathetic lives. Yeah. You know, I mean... The fans down here amaze me how how people um, act. You know, every time something happens and I say to myself, this to me is the ultimate. I can't believe that this could be. And then something like today comes along and it just blows me away. I can't believe it. I, I can't. I cannot force myself to believe this. I mean, how how can you possibly? People act like nothing has happened. You know, we find probably probably the best. In the, in We're going to be paying this guy ten million dollars a year. Okay, there is no other athlete that plays other than uh, those freaks in the NBA. There's no other athlete that plays in this town that's ever going to earn ten million dollars a year. And these people still don't have any idea who it is. It's amazing, isn't it? But they do like Peter Worrell. Just keep that in mind. We have an open line in uh, day, and he plays a lot cheaper too, by the way. Open line in date five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. I'm not, I'm not sure which has made me more disgusted today. The, the, this reaction, this non-reaction, or Ray Perry. Let's take a poll on that, okay? What, what, that's our poll question for the day. Who is most disappointing? The so-called Panther fans or Ray Perry? I think it's like nip and tuck, neck and neck, nose to nose. You, you, you're a witness. You saw the man stand down here twice. With a very sincere look on his face, very alleged concern. Oh yeah, this is wrong. We got to get these things straightened out. We're going to get this copy replaced. And bada beep, bada boop, bada boop, bada. And we have the same situation that drags on and on. And God forbid that that fat Jew fag should get on here and open up a mouth and say something about it. There he goes making trouble again. Like I, like I'm looking for this. You know, like I, just, I reach over here, I pull out whatever's in the folder. Like, like I'm looking for a problem. I am assuming that maybe something is in there that is timely and ought to be on the air that somebody's paying for us to do for them. What a silly notion. <laughs> what a ridiculous idea. And like I said before, if I were Jeff High, I wouldn't be running around all over all over the Macarena yelling as loud as I could that Brooke Daniels sucks. Okay? <laughs> but you know something? Jeff High at least was good for comic relief. Huh? You gotta admit that. See, I finally got you on one. He was good for comic relief. He was a panic. Not not intentionally. But you just look at him and you'd pee in your pants laughing. Oh, my God, look at that tub of crap. And he's got the cane and he, like his uh, the stomach is exploding. I was expecting him to waddle in one day. Just explode right in the studio. 400 pounds of crap right there in the middle of the studio. So at least there was some comic relief. 
One thing about this sales department, it's not funny. No. Oh, no. There's nothing funny about the QAM sales department, Virginia. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Well, I'm out here. I'm right back to harsh reality. Uh, I'm out here with a couple buddies of mine. We're over here at the convention center. They're down here from Atlanta. They just can't believe the South Beach. They, between all the hot-looking women and all the gay guys running around, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. But they're having a good time. It's, it's scary out here, though. Well, what's this South Beach all about? Okay, we have an open line at date one in Broward, 5670560 in Pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Here's Homestead. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. What's going on? Yeah, hey, I got your solution to the uh, ice problem at the Macarena. Yeah. Rollerblades, baby. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 and Pound 560 on the Mobile One line. Here's Pompano Beach. Hello. Yeah, Neil, how's it going? Okay. Listen, first of all, you're wrong on one point that he's not the only athlete in Florida that's going to earn, at least South Florida, Miami, that's earning $10 million a year. And who's the other one? Alonzo Mourning. No, I said other than the NBA is what I said. Sir. Okay. You and also, Alonzo Mourning's a great... Uh-huh. We have an open line at Dade 1 and Broward. See, if you want to have a conversation, that's fine. That means you talk, then I talk. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Let me say it again. Other than the NBA, which is exactly what I said before, he is the only South Florida athlete to be making that kind of money. You would assume that people who claim to be sports fans, especially claim to be hockey fans, would have some idea who he is, where he played, what he's done, what his shoe size is, etc. and so on, and what shade lipstick could be wearing for the opening game. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Okay, I'm going to try and save me. After these last four callers, I know uh, you're pretty irritated, right? No, I'm not. Oh, really? Why should I be irritated? Well, I don't know. I'm only irritated because our sales department sucks. That's why I'm irritated. Okay. Because they're full of crap. Yeah. Because they don't service their accounts, because they lie a lot, because we got 55 sales managers upstairs, and not one of them is doing a goddamn thing that I can see. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, last night, you were at the game, right? I was there. Okay. Why were there so many empty seats? I was watching on TV, and it seemed like the whole lower bowl, like one-third of the lower bowl was empty. Was well, that... late in the game, can you blame anybody for leaving that game? I left early. I left with 10 minutes to well, go. I was, I was talking minutes. about like in the, at the beginning of the second period, even. It seemed like it was pretty empty down there. Well, they claim they had 17,000. I, I would say it was about, I don't know, 16,000 there last but night. When they was... talk about I've, I've read that the Panthers... But, but what, does that, what does that have to do with anything? I mean, uh, there was well, a I mean, decent told, crowd. That, that just says right there why none of these people know who Pavel Burry are. They're all either outside probably getting food, you know, spending all their money getting, buying all the food. They're, they're... Oh, hey, I got news for it. At the end of the second period, a lot of people never even bothered coming back. It was 4 nothing at that point, and you'd be amazed at how empty that was the start of the third. It was uh, ghost town. I had to make it pretty easy getting out of the... Yeah, damn, right, damn right. That's so, why we waited another few minutes, and we just zipped right out of there. It was exactly. only two minutes. Yeah, that's great. You know, but, um, yeah, you know, we did have one uh, $10 million athlete for a while, but we traded him, remember Sheffield? Yeah. Right, so that's why we're never going to have because we got Wayne down here, so he's not going to pony up for Well, do you think money. Gary Sheffield was worth $10 million? I think we should, you know, uh, it, was, it was worth getting rid of him to pay him $10 million just the to only, get out of town. The only person with $10 million in South Florida is Neil Gott. Okay. Thank you. God bless you. There you go. Just one time. <clears throat> just give me, I'm telling you, there is something in the air here. God, I'm coming back to such a mess in this place. What an amazing change in my life. I left, I'm not joking about this. I left the house this morning feeling better than I have in years. Not months, not weeks, in years. I felt great. <laughs> now, I'm in a sick studio with a goddamn sales manager, uh, uh, the sales manager of the week, who's full of crap, with copy that's older than Methuselah's grandmother, and I'm gagging and choking and puking over here. It's, it's like deja vu all over again. It's like shades of the old corporate disease at IOD.
before we had to threaten to call OSHA. Wouldn't it be a shame if we had to do that here, huh? <laughs> you know, when I, I mentioned this to you the other day, to George, off, I think it was off the air. When, I, when we first came in, you and me and Norm Kent, we came in, whatever the hell I was, a year and a half ago, almost a year and a half. And we got the guided tour of upstairs on the third floor, which at that time was uh, the old Power 96 before the new studio. And, and the, the carpeting was filthy. And there were stains on the floor and on the walls. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of slobs are these people? What kind of a slob is Greg Reed that he, that he operates a, a schlock toilet like this? Yeah, and you're rolling your eyes. And then, of course, the clean then, and then, yeah, right. And then that day I went to pick you up to uh, go down and get the car well, over on Sheridan Street, and I walked into there for about a minute waiting for George, and I looked around, and the Bluff Lindsay gave me the guided tour, which, thank God, I can hold my breath for at least 30 seconds. And I thought to myself, to call this a toilet would be an insult to the plumbing industry. Slobs. That's what we're dealing with here, slobs. A place that doesn't, won't even spend the money for a, for a, uh, an exterminator once a month, once every six months. The guy, the poor, the guy has to show up for one of our listeners from off the street a few days ago. Spritzing around here with a can too. He's spritzing it. Because he felt so sorry for us that they, they don't even want to spring for bucks for an exterminator. This is a sick building, baby. It's a sick goddamn building with a bunch of slobs running it up there. And you wonder why we have this kind of a situation. And these people over on Sheridan Street, they're kissing the ground because this is the week they're getting out of there, and they're coming over here. Surprise! Guess what? In fact, you know something? Maybe they imported, maybe they brought it in special. Maybe they, maybe somehow they sucked up some of the air from the other building, and they brought it in here. You know, those, what do they call those squeeze things, you know? That they used to, uh, you know, those old fashioned squeeze deals with the dust. And maybe they just cut loose a whole bunch of the air from the other building to make those people feel at home. So that any long term ailments that, you know, are recurrent, they won't go away real quick because then they would understand that it was the building and it would be a sick building and then they'd sue their ass. What do they call those big uh, things that they blow? The bellows? Bellows, very good. They used to play for the Canadians. We have an open line in uh, Broward, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line, 1226 here at QAM. So, kid, you want a career in the Navy. What do you think you'd like to do? Oh, I don't know, maybe. Do they have a cruise director? Uh, no. Why do you want to join, son? Oh, I don't know. Something about a crisp white bell-bottom uniform with a snappy little black tie and a Shirley Tipple hat that says, I'm clean and ready for inspection, sir. Do they have a poop deck? I sure would like to play on that. <laughs> That's a funny word. Poop deck, poop deck, poop deck. Do they serve my ties on the ship? Oh, stay away! 12.30 and 5.60 WPM, we got Mad Dog Jim Mandich. Yeah. Coming up for Hank at 2 this afternoon from Shula Steak 2. Boog Shambi talking baseball. <laughs> We're not sure why, but nevertheless, he will be. Then 8 to 10, he's talking other crap. And 10 o'clock, Ed Kaplan with a gambling show. We have two open lines in Broward, one in Dade. We discovered today in two and a half hours that nobody here knows anything about anything, which uh, at least we're consistent. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Jupiter. Hello. 
Yeah, these people around here in South Florida, they don't understand how explosive and exciting this athlete that we're getting. Uh, they've never seen anything like it. Yeah. And um, it's going to be, I'm, I'm so excited for it. And what I got to give the campus uh, organization credit for is we didn't have to give anything up for it. I've oh, been it was the, a steal. It was a great deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, They got rid of Gagne's $2.3 million salary, which they were dying to get rid of him, and they got rid of special ed. What more could you live on? Uh, I've been reading the Vancouver newspapers all week because I knew it was coming down soon or somebody was going to get them. And right. um, I kept reading that it's either, you know, Jovanovski, everybody knows it's going. It's going to either be Niedermeyer or Kavasha. And I was just praying it was Niedermeyer. I wanted to keep Kavasha. And um, either one had to go. So I was just, I, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, it was a great deal. I did watch Gagne play last night in Vancouver, and he... He looked great, of course, but you know. Yeah, but but again, he wasn't. He was never going to be great here. You know, he, could I play, he that, could yeah. played here for another no five problem. years, and with Terry Murray, he was never going to be a player. No, I understand. That. I had no problem with getting rid of him, but um, he did. He did look pretty good. I, I saw. I saw the last part of that game. He did play. I, good think game. Was I was watching the Panthers game. I couldn't stand it any longer. I had to watch something else. I couldn't stand it. So, and um, the other thing is, I was singing. I got a two and a half year old. And the other day I'm singing in the car that George George Jorge Rodriguez song. Yeah. And my mother-in-law was babysitting last night, and um, I go to and she's uh she goes to church every day. She's Catholic. I go to pick him up, and he's like, she's like, um, what's this George George cheese song? <laughs> he's singing the song to her, and she's like 79 years old, and she. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I had to explain it a little bit. But. Yeah. Well, we're all gonna burn in hell anyway. Anyway, so I'm ex excited to see Pavel Burry. Hopefully he'll play against the, um, the Ranger, Rangers. Yeah, I would the think the Rangers Thursday. I don't think he's going to play tomorrow night. I would think by Thursday he ought to be ready. And, and that's another thing. I think the Rangers offered a better package than we did. I don't know how they didn't get him. No, they, did, they, you, you, they didn't offer that package. What you read about is what Vancouver wanted, but they weren't going to give all of that. There's no way. But, I mean, the couple players that they did admit they were going to give us still better than we gave. Yeah, well, kiss the ground. All right, have you. a great day. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We getting these sales things straightened out? No. We getting some new copy? No. Ray Perry, are we going to sound in with any advice here for No. Us? Okay. Just checking it out. I mean, anybody can come down here and look you in the face and give you all the uh, pseudo-sincere bull crap. And, oh, yes, you're right about that. we got to do it this way. we got to, And then uh, not produce anything. Nothing. Zero. Zippity-doo-dah. Why should this be necessary? This, these things should happen like clockwork, like falling out of bed in the morning, like taking a <laughs> when the mood strikes you. That, that's how easy, how simple it should be. And just the basic elementary rudiments of broadcasting, which it's now 13 months that I've been saying this, these people haven't got a clue, and they're still raking all this money through this machine here. That's the amazing part of it. Here's a mobile in Lake Worth. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Hey, you know, um, a while back that guy that called uh, about how unknowledgeable the fans are around here, I I'm one of those fans, and I and I have to agree. You know, I I'm ashamed to admit it, but I uh, because hockey is new to South Florida, and obviously, when was the last time you saw a pond freeze around here? You know, it's it's it hasn't always been a big sport. And I must confess that about a year and a half ago, when they started dismantling the team, I, I tended to, to lose interest. Well, what, what do you mean when they started dismantling the team? What does that mean? How, how did they dismantle the team? Well, when they started getting rid of all the players that had gone to the Stanley Cup with the team, you know, and you know, you, you kind of got disheartened about it. 
At least I did. And, and I, I know a lot of other fans, a, a lot of my friends probably felt the same way. Well, that, right. that doesn't make them fans because they jumped on the bandwagon during uh, when they had the big playoff run when they had well, a big we, year. We, we never had a chance to become I'm sorry. We, we never had a chance to become fans. Why I mean, not? The, the team's only been here a couple of years, you six, know? This is the sixth year. Yeah, well. Six okay, years. Six years. Well, it, I, if, if it's true what you say about this guy, Bure, 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 say it, say it after me, Bure. Bure. Don't say Bure. Only the coach says that, and the coach is a nitwit. Is he really, like you say, the the like uh, equivalent of Michael Jordan to the NHL? Yes, I would say so. Wow, he's that's, the that's... fastest, the most dynamic, the most uh, prolific, uh, the most uh, unbelievable player. He's got moves that other other skaters can only dream of making. He's phenomenal. Yeah, one of the guys in the Sun Sentinel, I forget who which columnist it was. He was talking about the guy, and I mean, he made him sound like a good player, but he rattled off like five or six guys that were better than him, and, and he, he was like slotting the players, and he and he slotted be, uh, be, glory. <laughs> he gloried like about the uh, sixth player. No, in his opinion. No, I don't agree at all. I mean, yeah, that's it. I'm glad to hear that, and I, I will start watching him again. I will start paying. Now, now that we got a good player to watch. Okay, thanks. That's the kind of fan we like. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the best call I've ever had in a hundred years of doing this right there. That was the definitive South Florida call. Now that we got a good player, I'm going to start watching again. Was that, that was, oh, sir, I can't begin to tell you how I love you. I just, that, that, I'm going to send you a bouquet of roses. We don't tell anybody. I know it's embarrassing. I'm going to send you pansies. I mean, that was just phenomenal. That's for you. I couldn't. I couldn't have scripted a better call than that. That that was just ideal. See, when they broke it up and they started dismantling the team, though, that was the baseball team they dismantled. Okay, maybe he's thinking about Mickey Mantle with a bad liver. No, they didn't dismantle. They made some bad trades, and then they finally got rid of guys who like were uh, you know past their welcome, like Brian Scrudlin and some of those guys, Tom Fitzgerald. But they didn't dismantle the team. The team just uh, wasn't. To be honest with it, wasn't that good in the first place. I know that comes as a great shock. The team wasn't all that great in the first place. They got hot for a couple of months, three years ago, and right away they jumped, oh, we got a great team. We never had a great team. We had a decent team with a bunch of guys that were overachieving and got real hot for a couple of months and on a real roll, and they created this euphoric hysteria, and uh, then, uh, you know, they started uh, slacking off again. Last year was bad. This year almost as bad. But now we got somebody exciting. He's going to start watching again. All right, that Bore guy. Borea Salming, I think that's his name. Borea Salming. We have an open line in Broward, 5670560. Pound 560 on a mobile one line. Is there any other city in the National Hockey League where they would have just got made the deal and gotten Pavel Bure on their team? Is there any other city in the NHL where the response would be like this? No. 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 What's this obsession with hope? The crime of murder, murder, murder. The state of California charged me on June 17th, 1994. I am guilty. Don't believe I am innocent. Excuse me. Excuse me, let me through, please. I'm with OJ. I'm with OJ, okay? <laughs> sure you know about OJ, sure you know. Everybody's on the guest list. Don't believe I am innocent. Excuse me. I am guilty. You're guilty. 
1244560 WQM. Happy Tuesday from all your good friends here at QAM, where we are the, the world's biggest slobs, baby. That's going to be, we're going to have a big billboard campaign. We like it sloppy, fast, quick, and sloppy. That's how we like it here. I'm serious. These people upstairs, if they had to, there could be two pounds of cow crap on the floor up there, and they just roll their pant legs up to their knees, maybe, and they just kind of like waddle around it all day and just uh, go about their business, whatever their business might be. Here's Miami. Hello. You are, how you doing? Okay, sir. I think this is probably the first time that it's actually good that Brian Murray slurs his words. I think maybe Vancouver thought they were getting a, a few more players involved. Yeah. And? I don't know, I just figured you... Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line today, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. There's another real good reaction from the South Florida fans. They know their crap, baby. They know their <laughs> stuff. Here's a call from Naples. Hello. Naples. Yes, sir. That's me. Uh, Neil, have you read the story on Sean Rowe from the New Times? No. About? About him being hit by a freight train. About him stealing a freight train? Well, that's what your joke usually is. No, he was, uh, this is an AP article in the, the Naples Pre uh, Daily News here. Sean Rowe, reporter for the New Times of Broward, Palm Beach, left the party walking along some railroad tracks and was hit yeah. by a train. And? Well, I'm wondering if he's, he's in critical condition. Tom Walsh quotes him saying he was drinking and uh, he seemed to be alert. Uh, he, he was drinking and he seemed to be alert? <laughs> I'm quoting Walsh from the AP here. I know you I'm critical. Uh, was this before he got on the tracks or afterwards he was drinking? Uh, he left a Fort Lauderdale pub with three other reporters. So, so he was drinking? Yeah. Now, I know you're critical of the uh, local press there, and you've mentioned New Times before. Do you know Sean Rowe at all? I've never heard of Sean Rowe. Okay, well. I've I... heard of Death Rowe. You've heard... He might be there. I've uh... heard of Fish Rowe. <laughs> I've heard of Preacher Rowe. Well, anyway, that's a story in the, the Saturday paper when you were gone. And, yeah. Uh, well, I sure missed the good stuff, huh? Well, he's, he's not missing it too much. Didn't right? see that in the Toronto Sun at all. <laughs> You might want to ask some of your friends there how this guy's doing. He's probably in some bad shape right now. But, uh, by the way, the two calls ago... I guess that, that should teach all you kids out there, don't drink and uh, and run around the railroad tracks. God, the worst part here is what it says here. Don't we have PSAs warning people to do things like that? Don't drink and uh, run on the railroad tracks? Roe of Lauderdale asked for a nickel. That big old choo-choo train comes along every now and then, man. Roe asked for a nickel, and one of the others... In the the, right out of you. One of the others in the group handed him a nickel. I like the way that thing sounds on this phone line. I could keep you on here forever, sir. There's just something about the way that sounds on this line. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's the Naples aroma. That's probably the, that's probably the problem. Could you get me a number, please, over here? A toll-free number, please? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Uh -huh. Please. Have a great day, pal. Bye. You got a, he's got a good... What time's his show start? <laughs> yeah, soon... Oh, yeah. What can we do for Neil? What can we do for that show? You know, he's done such a great job for us. What can we do for... Well, how about a phone line for the West Coast? Oh, <laughs> oh geez. That cost money. 
Well, how about getting the spots in there? Oh, well, uh, we got a whole uh, changeover in the sales department again. Yeah, we'll probably have a new sales manager like uh, next uh, by Wednesday this week. We'll have another one. We have an open line at date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, he had uh, four broken ribs, a fractured skull, a collapsed lung, a dislocated shoulder, and tarred and gravel jammed in under his scalp. You mean the guy with the, uh, tra- the uh, choo-choo train? The reporter who was celebrating. Oh. And uh, he's going to be fine. Well, there you go. Can you believe that? <laughs> he takes complete... Probably was feeling no pain. <laughs> he takes complete blame for it. He's not going to sue the uh, railroad. Well, isn't that damn white of him? That's great. But he was so drunk. Anyway, I wanted to tell you, George... Like I said, he was feeling no pain. George did a fabulous job yesterday. Excellent. Thank God. Thank you. And you're welcome. Okay, we have an open line at Dayton 1 at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one. I thought you said you had a mediocre show yesterday is what you told me. No, I felt a little scatterbrained. It was uh, like all over the road. Yeah. What if you would have talked about that Pavel Bore stuff? That's the hot stuff in town, don't you understand? No. Here's a mobile in uh, Pirine. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? I'm doing good. I just wanted to call and thank you. I just got back from Las Vegas, took your advice, stayed at the MGM Grand. Yeah. Had a grand time. Now, were you out there when the fight was going on Saturday? Uh, We left uh, Friday night. We couldn't stay for the fight, but we were there for all the hoopla and all the media. All all the shooting. (laughs) We saw the oldest draft dodger in the world, Muhammad Ali. And uh, Bobby Cheswick and a couple of the other fighters from uh, Atlanta with some celebrities. Yeah. We had a great time. We didn't get to the Rosewood Grill, but we did eat at the Stratosphere, up at the uh, top of the Stratosphere. What a great view of the entire city. Uh-huh. And as you said, the MGM Grand has fantastic service. It's a beautiful hotel. It's rather large, real large. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of wondering, are there more light bulbs on the strip or uh, slot machines? Both. But what a great town. We had a great time. Real live people walking around just having a good old time in. And, uh, you know, I fed the machines, dropped a couple at the craps table, took a crap, and uh, we had a great time. Excellent. Congratulations, sir. Let me know next time you're going. I'd love to go with you. Okay. Bye-bye. No chance. We have an open line at Broward, 5670560. Yeah, let's do one of those group uh, trips to Vegas, huh? Come on, everybody. No. No. Come on. No. Get Bob Lincoln on the phone. No. Oh, by the way, speaking of Bob Lincoln, I have to find out about American, uh, what the hell, no, Air Transat. There are all these uh, little airlines, these, uh, what the hell do they call them? They're, they're non-conventional airlines, like Air Transat and Canada 3000 that fly to Toronto and, uh, yeah, at, at like real times when you might want to go, also from Fort Lauderdale. But uh, you just can't find out about them for whatever reason. But a good old Bob Lincoln, he'll have this stuff on that. Come on, Bob, America, uh, Air Transat, pass me all the crap you got where it's at. Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Listen, these people with the Pavel Bure. Pavel what? Bure. Bure? Bure, sorry. I've always made that mistake with him, but I know very well who he is. You know, he wore number 10. He almost beat the uh, Rangers. You know, number 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 what number did he wear the last two years? 96. Yeah, good. Excellent. I don't know why he switched to 96. And he he's going back to 10, by the way. You'll be pleased to know he's going back to 10. Yeah, but I'll Because he said most of the people in South Florida can't count as high as 96. He's a good-looking guy. He is? I think so. Yeah. Listen, okay, Pavel, okay, uh, Alexander or Timu Solani. I mean, of those three, you think Pavel's the best? What was the second one? Alexander McGillney. 
Oh, he's not as good as Barrier. Are you kidding me? Well, you know, Alexander McGillney? Ever since he left the Sabres, I haven't followed him. But he, I he's mean, good. I, he's a good player. He's a, he's, a, he's a star, but he's not a superstar. Yeah, there are a few superstars. Eric Lindros, Yarmor Yager, Paul Correa, uh, Timu Solani, and... Uh, Mike Madonna, maybe? No. Pavel Bure. Okay, and also... Um, super, 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 superstar. I listen, listen, I love this guy. I think he can, I think he can play. You know what I'm right. saying? I think he's perfect because... With all this traffic... Let's just hope that Terry Murray doesn't uh, pee on his parade somehow. Yeah. Also, listen, I, I know you like... Because uh, I, I know that when Terry Murray was in Philadelphia last year, Eric Lindros hated him like poison, and that's one of the main reasons. And the whole team hated him like poison, which is why they blew his ass out of there. Exactly. Which is why I noticed another shout-out for the Beezer last night. Oh! I just mentioned in passing, since we're hockey-intensive on his call. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, and, and listen, um, I got two things to talk about before I, you know, before I close the call. Also, the sales staff, but... I rented a movie last night that's called Homegrown. Now, I know you don't smoke weed, but obviously it's about weed. It's got Billy Bob Thornton, John Lithgow, Jamie Lee Curtis, Ted Danson, John Bon Jovi. Yeah. And by the way, also I have a delivery coming to my door, which is always nice. And listen, in closing, your sales staff, they suck. They can pay me 50000 bucks a year. I'll come in there for two hours a day. I'll sit down, I'll look over the thing, and I'm done. You need to have a consultant. You need to put some people, their asses on the line. Any other business, I, I mean... Somebody needs to walk in there and fire these people. How could they not get it straight? All right. Nice all right, you love Okay, God bless you. See, there you go. This guy, he didn't even know what it's all about, and he's got it uh, down to a sign. I mean, how difficult is it, especially selling the shows on this station, especially this one, by the way? How difficult should that be? Piece of cake. Of course, anybody can sell spots, but, uh, you know, servicing and getting it right, that's another story. Anybody can uh, pretend that they're going to put a spot on the air. <laughs> Like Plastic Man, oh yeah, Neil will be there at 2 o'clock, he'll be knocking on your door, right? <laughs> like Fat Boy over there at Clear Channel, and Jeff High, who's running, busy running around telling everybody who'll listen that Brooke Daniels show blows, which we already know that, we already know her show blows. With or without the waxy male build-up, okay? Now, now, was she doing that to get rid of the facial hair or what? With that ball of wax? No. That was a joke. Oh, it wasn't a joke. Here's Sunrise, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, three things. Yes. First of all, you talk about the ambiance or what goes on at the arena. I went to the circus, and for previous years, I used to go to the uh, West Palm Beach Auditorium. Right. And out there, people appreciated, applauded. They just sat there. Huh? The yeah. same thing like a hockey game, up and down and this and that, and right. walking around and cotton candy. <laughs> Second of all, if you watch a Panther game on TV, all they want to do is sh show shots of women with big boobs walking up and down the aisle. Yeah. Well, listen, ball, if they stopped doing that, the attendance would drop in half. <laughs> third of all, uh, today Michael Russo writes, it was a huge commitment by owner H. Wayne Heisinger and proof that he, uh, that he, as well as managers, will willing to take the team to the next level. If that was the truth, why is Beezer a flyer? Yeah, because he didn't want to pay him the money. Oh, you don't want to pay. You know, it's, it's, it's hypocritical. It, it is hypocritical. He got backed into a corner. He's got a horseball team that's going nowhere, that it wasn't going to make the playoffs. And all of a sudden now he's become, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's desperate about his public relations and his image. So now all of a sudden he's cutting loose a few bucks. But in the meantime, they're getting rid of Gagne's salary. They're going to get rid of a bunch of He's not going to spend that much more money in the first place. He's phony than a $3 bill. Have a great day. Well, I'll tell you what. He's an asshole. That's right. We took a poll here last week, and I'm not going to kiss his ass or a picture of his pimply ass, okay? And he can, he you know, all these headlines, all these asshole sports writers, Heisinger saved second franchise in a week. He saved the franchise. 
like we were right on the verge of losing the teams until he got Jimmy to sign, uh, you know, to stick around, until he signed Pavel Bury, which I'm, I'm delighted. Nice going there, BM. Great deal. But does that make me uh, think Wayne is a great guy? No. Still a piece of crap. And the proof of the pudding is the conditions in that arena. All these things, all these things. That's right. How come we don't have that, by the way? Because the woman's screaming over it. Now, that's all right. That okay. makes it even better. All these things. Maybe Wayne needs a tummy tuck. Maybe somebody's been tugging on his nipple ring too hard. I don't know what his problem is. He's just a hard ass. All of these things. That, oh, very good. Excellent. Uh, what's, now, what's wrong with that? Nothing, I guess. Sounds clean as a whistle to me. We have an open line at date one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Had a little bit of a relapse there this morning. Seems to have gone away, thank God. I think it's my QAM allergy back in the building. Or maybe it's my South Florida allergy. That could be it. Or maybe it's my Ray Perry allergy, and I haven't even seen him this morning. Or in a hell of a long time, by the way. Oh, yeah, every Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock, bright and early, he's going to be down here. But we're going to talk. We're going to, yeah, huh? Hey, listen, I wouldn't show my face either if I got the results that you got, mister. You know, you can hide behind a beard only so long. The Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, boy, it's the one to two hour. This is Debbie. Oh, hi, Debbie. I'm interested in getting some operations done. Okay. And some body contouring and some liposuction. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if you had some tummy tuck and uh, lip augmentation, cosmetic breast surgery, facelift, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering... What would you like to start with? Well, I, I need to get everything done. Probably the first thing I'd like to have removed is my uh, my thing. Okay, we don't do that. No. Could you do breast implants, though? Uh, it can be done, but mm -hmm. I don't know what they would do it right away. It puts the lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, 5000 Excellent. I'd like to have my skin resurfaced, too. Mm-hmm. Laser surgery. Mm-hmm. Have the lambs stopped crying yet, Mommy? Excuse me? Don't hurt Mommy's little baby. It puts the lotion in the basket. I'd like to get the liposuction that I saw on TV. Okay. Can you make me look more like a woman? Well, we'll have to see you first, and then upon looking at you, we can tell you that when we see you. Should I wear my skin suit made of body parts, Mommy? Uh, if you'd like to. It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? Yes. Okay. Um, there is a $100 consultation fee. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Um... My name is Buffalo Bill. Okay, let me get a little information from you, okay? Just one moment. You're it right. puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. It puts the lotion in the basket. Do you want to come in for a consultation? For it the puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, okay. Do you, would you like to make an appointment or do you want to call me back? Or? It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand. I've got my skin suit nipple necklace. Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. I understand that. Would you like to It puts the lotion in the basket. Would you like to make an appointment? It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, I will talk to you another time, okay? It puts the lotion in the basket. Hello? <laughs> 103 at 560 WQM. Uh, Mad Dog Mandy should be along for Hank from uh, 2 to 6 this afternoon. Bo, uh, Bo, what's his name? We'll be here at 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, God, Bo Diddley. No, seriously, how come he's going to be talking baseball again? The booster. 
Chertoff. He's talking baseball six to eight. What, what is that all? Are they crazy? Is that what it is? Yes. And then we got Eddie Kaplan, the gambling show at ten. I'm I'm serious. There is something in here. It's in my throat now. There's like a uh, a thing in this room. Do you have Lysol? Yes. Yes. Seriously, I, th this place needs to be uh, deca decontaminated. Here's a lady in the gables. Hello. Lady in the gables. Well, blow it out your ass, sweetheart. Open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Thank you so much for your uh, brilliant contribution to our show today, Lady in the Gables. Here's Doral. Hello. Oh, that'll be a hard act to follow, Neil. Right. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Listen, I want to call you and thank you for uh, the other day, I think uh, yesterday the day before, uh, you talked about Dave's game, and you know I completely forgot about him. Yeah. And you brought him up, and you played that little. Uh, that's car. a lot to forget about. Oh man, that. <laughs> but whatever did happen to him? I haven't got any idea. He was here, and then he wasn't. But uh, I think, especially with everybody with their big fifty-two and sixty-three-inch <laughs> screens now, you hey, think you know he would fit in perfect. He was a short man too. Yeah. He was not very. He was probably like about five six, five seven. No. Yeah, he, I saw him one time do an interview over at Miami International. No, Dave Game was not five six or five seven. He was a short. Yes, he was Neil. I saw him in person. I think he was about and five I'm... three. <laughs> about four eighty. He was a big guy. He was uh, no Jeff High. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, as far as yesterday, uh, George did an excellent job. Great. I think I hope he continues his uh, his career in broadcasting because uh, he'll, he'll be doing. Uh, yeah, especially in this place, he'll go far working for this outfit. No and question about it. That, absolutely, and uh, just calling to thank you uh, to, for making me laugh, and uh, you have a nice day. And back to you. Yeah. We have an open line at date one in Broward. Five, six, uh, seriously, I can feel the mung in this room. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. It's that goddamn cigar you're smoking. Yeah, but I'm all shut in here. I don't have any open vents in here. Intakes or anything like that. Yeah. So how come I'm gagging and puking in here? I felt great when I came in here this morning, and I'm choking. I can feel it like any other joint. Every time you open your mouth, you can feel something like... Squirt, squirt. ...in there, and it's not that. Seriously. There's a fungus in this goddamn studio, you maniacs! Oh, well, they don't care. They're upstairs waddling in the crap up to their, <coughs> to their hips. They don't care. They got their hip boots on. Here's a mobile in Boynton Beach. Hello? Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Neil, I want to show you the way it is. The show sucked yesterday. It was boring. Yeah, uh, uh, and guess who that is in Boynton Beach? Yeah, chronic. Chronic. And then how come you listen to the whole thing, and how come you're calling again here today, sir, okay? To share with us your misery... You despicable subhuman piece of turd! They wouldn't even—they wouldn't even let you into the punch bowl, okay? Much less waste their time flushing you away. Go hock a chinik with a bridge tender, okay? Maybe you can flush his problems away. Open line at Dade One. As soon as I see Boynton Beach on there, every single time I know it's that piece of crap. You can smell it. You can feel it. You can hear it. Walking, living turd on legs. Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hope you I can do better than that one. Yeah, well, he's he's at least consistent. I tell you, you're talking about the, the trade. I, when I was listening to the trade, I got what excited. What trade was that? Uh, excuse me? What trade is that? The trade with the hockey. Oh, there was a hockey trade? The, the, the most I got excited is when there was no more Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. That's what made me the most. That, that, that's, that's like Eddie. a bonus. We got rid of Special Ed and Dave Gagne and a big salary. It was I sensational. Could, I, I couldn't believe it I, because I don't know much about uh, Bure, but when Bure. I saw him on Bure. 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 
Buray. Not Buray. Buray. You're sounding like Terry Murray now. You don't want to do that. Well, I don't want to do that, but I just saw a little bit of film on him, which I didn't know much about, and he looks like dynamite. He is. And the fact that Eddie's gone, just I couldn't believe the whole thing went down like that. Even if we didn't get anything in return, Eddie being gone, that, that should make people happy. I was afraid we were going to have to live with Eddie for the rest of our lives. And then don't you remember, this is the same general manager who said that we would never trade Eddie. He's going to be a superstar in this league right. someday. He's a superstar. He would turn my stomach when I'd see him on the ice. But anyway, I want to thank you for uh, for being honest on the radio and telling everybody how it is because they don't want to hear it. And uh, and that guy that told you that you could run for presidency, yeah, oh. your platform will be a little bit of D and D. What is it? Uh, do no harm, right? Have a great day, pal. Right. We have an open line at Broward five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line on a Tuesday that will live in infamy. I'm going to go home. I'm going to sit there. I'm not going to Mommy's today because uh, she already left me some food at the house. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to bury myself in the middle of a cheeseburger. I'm going to take a big piece of onion and just sit there and suck on it all day. I'm just going to take a big raw onion and suck on it all day. I'm serious. Because I'm so, I'm so, I, I, I'm just in disbelief at the shallowness of this community. And I'll confess, I'll be the first one to admit how slow I am. I'm a slow learner. And it's a good thing that I am a slow learner, because if I were a quick learner, I'd have been out of here a hell of a long time ago. So those people who enjoy this show, the only reason I'm still here is because I'm so goddamn slow. I'm dumb and I'm slow and fat and I'm old. And thank God for that. Because, boy, is this a bizarre... How many times have I said right from the beginning of the year about that Macarena? And all those people in there, they haven't got any interest or any idea what's going on. And and, and the, all I can say is... Absolutely correct, sir. And, and now I'm surprised that I was right. I'm surprised that to the extent that I was right. Just automatically you would assume if somebody's going to make the truck, take the effort to get in their car and waste the gas money and pay for the parking and pay for the ticket or somebody else paid for a ticket. You'd think that there'd be some interest, some knowledge, some some something as to what's going on, wherever they're going. No. To a game. No. To a movie. No. To a cockfight. No. Something. No. To a radio station to sell spots. No, no, no. Ten minutes after one. How's Ray Perry doing, by the way? Anybody seen him today? No. Neil God. <laughs>
Coming soon to a theater near you. Christopher Reeve is Superman. Superman 5. Superman, here he comes. He's he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> Hurry up, Superman! Oh, oh, oh. Okay, where's Jimmy? Oh, too late. <laughs> yeah, they ought to call you Super Gimp. Get out of here, you freak! Oh, oh, Clark. Nothing's happening. Get on top of me. Okay. Ow! I, the evil Zod, have finally figured out a way to defeat Superman. Hey, with, with kryptonite? No, steps. <laughs> Superman 5, the search for a bigger doorway. Rolling into a theater near you. At the risk of sounding insensitive, okay, the reason I'm playing that right now is the the president's defense in front of the Senate has begun just a matter of moments ago, and one of his attorneys, of course, he's got that uh, David Kendall, that uh, queen, but he's got Charles Ruff. Now, I don't want to sound insensitive about people who are handicapped, people in wheelchairs, etc., but, but we have known for a long time the president's choice of legal counsel, him being a an attorney and his wife being a lawyer, not always the best. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is a disease in this room that is so unbelievable that I may not survive till 2 o'clock. I think they're giving us the old poison gas, if you ask me. But anyway, Charles Ruff is sitting there in his wheelchair. He's only been speaking for a couple of minutes. He's already, the lavalier mic keeps falling off his lapel, and a guy has to keep coming over and pinning it back on him again. And he's sitting there holding a pen in his hand. No, that's the microphone now. Oh, is that what he's holding? Instead of letting it fall off, he's, he's shaking it. it. And his hand, he looks like Bob Dole on a bad day. He's got it in his hand, and he's shaking it, and the lavalier mic, too. During immunity from state prosecution. Oh, get it. I, I mean, man. If I were Bubba, I'd, I wouldn't even show up tonight, you know? I'd just stiff him. Let him all sit, sit in there. Where is he? Where is he? Uh, he's not showing. He's out getting drunk. He saw that Charles Ruff today. Oh, my God. This, this is, this is on... Um, Stop and think about this. This is the president of the United States, the first president since Andrew Johnson, only the second in history, to have to go through an impeachment trial in the Senate. And for his defense, after three days of talking louder and louder with the same bullcrap, repeating the same horsemen over and over again with those Republican zealots from the House uh, uh, Bullcrap Committee, on and on and on. And now we start the defense with a guy in a wheelchair who keeps dropping the mic on the floor. Oh! Well, we always liked Al Gore a lot anyway. He's okay. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Hey, okay. long-time listener. I love your show, but there, has there been one competent caller today? What's wrong with these people? No. Let's talk about... Okay, we have an open line in Dave, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Like I told you, no more spicks, okay? We don't want no spicks on this show because they can't, uh, they have nothing to say. We have no, we don't have one Julio in this town that contributes anything to the show. We got about a half a dozen jackasses, and that's their repertoire. That's all they got. Because that's what they got on their mind, what he just said. Here's Homestead. Hello. Yeah, Neil, this is Bill in Homestead. Yes, sir. Comic facts here, yeah. Um, 
I guess Bubba's going for the sympathy vote uh, with the guy it. in the wheelchair. Well, I sure hope it works because this well, guy's pathetic. He's pulling out all the tricks. Anyway, uh, I'm calling about the uh, the beret trade. Um, you know, we've been waiting two two weeks or more for this thing to go through. I mean, there's been rumors around for quite a while. Yeah. And then when it came through Sunday night, we we were just ecstatic. But I got to tell you, I'm a little concerned about this team right now. Um, barring the Bury trade, I mean, let's look at this. Going back a few months with Svela getting a little weird out there, and then Kozlov got that shoulder injury. He hasn't been right since. And I don't know if you noticed in the game well, last night. He hasn't been right since. He doesn't do anything. All he does is skate around. His... I know. Making, I don't know what it is. I think excuses, my friend. You're making excuses. This is a very ordinary, mediocre team. Without without this trade, this is a non-playoff, very or mediocre team. And how they actually have managed to get it at 41 points is a mystery to me. I, I even I can't figure that out. Well, if John Burke wouldn't have been standing on his head the last five or six weeks, they would they'd be like 20 points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, but the point I'm getting to. What is it? I think there's something behind all this, and I think it goes right to the coach. I think these guys are so screwed up in the head, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you notice last night, you look at uh, in front of the net, uh, uh, Billy Lindsay standing there flat foot just watching the guys pass the puck back and forth. Right. I mean, what was that all about? These guys are... I think there's there's part of the time they go out there, they're spectators. I have no idea what they're it is. Gun like I said earlier, they're afraid, I didn't, they're I didn't think this shoot. team would play for Terry Marie, and I still don't think they'll play for. I don't either. He plays too many head games. He has alienated most of the guys on the team. He sits guy. The guy shows up five minutes late for practice. He he, he deals with these guys like he's dealing with a bunch <laughs> of kindergarten kids, and you can't do that. No, you can't. And now this Burry is supposed to be signed at the end of the year. You'll sit him down once, and that'll be the end of that. He ain't going to sit him down. You watch. Trust me, he'll have to step over my fat body to sit down, Pavel Burry. Get out of here. Two open lines in date, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Okay. Okay, listen, when are you going to go back to the old format of your show and just have a Neil Rogers show? Today has been all hockey, hockey trades. What's going on with you? Meaning what? What would you Meaning like, that you know, what would you like to, to talk about? Yeah. What would you like to talk about? Anything. Plantation, police department, anything you wish. What about, what about plantation? No, no, I'm just saying, you know, whatever you well, want. What about them? Well, 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 let's hear what you got. Okay, no, no, I don't have anything. Oh, okay, thank you. We have an open line in Broward, two and date, 5670560, pound 560 on the The reason I'm talking about it, it's the biggest story to happen here in years <clears throat> since the since this room got contaminated. It's got to be that cigar. All the air from your room comes into my room. Let me say it again. I'm gagging and choking literally gagging in this long room. before I lit it up. Like I said, it's not the cigar. It's from Nick's. Couldn't be that cigar. It must be this room. I'm going to have to do the show out in the hallway, I think. This is, it's impossible in here. It is unbreathable. I'm gagging and choking as I'm sitting here in this chair. God. Five six seven oh five sixty. Somebody call OSHA right away, okay? We got a sick building. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. We got bugs. We got crap in the vents. It's a toilet in here, and these people are like uh, you know playing the invisible game. Well, they're busy negotiating with hurricanes. Yeah, right. They're always busy with something except taking care of business. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Amy, you got a lot of bad callers today. <laughs> 
listen, uh, first comment I'd like to make is concerning yesterday's show, was I think was an uh, excellent show. Um, they really did a good job yesterday. Mm. Uh, I went to my first hockey game on uh, Saturday. Yeah. I've never seen hockey before in my life. Um, I'm one of these versions. Based on that, what I'm hearing, I didn't see that game, but based on what I hear, you still haven't. Yeah, uh, basically. But, uh, I mean, I was introduced to hockey on Saturday for the first time, and uh, before, the, before the game even started, these guys were trying to plug up holes in the hockey on the, on the ice itself. And we were, like, astonished that somebody, you know, before even a hockey game even starts, uh, these guys were having problems with the ice mm -hmm. in the arena. And I was just amazed on that. And um, I figured... The worst ice in the history of professional hockey, I don't care, from the Fort Wayne Comets to the Montreal Canadiens and everybody in between, it is the worst ice service in history, and there's nobody writing about it, and there's nobody talking about it, and there's nobody doing anything about it any more than they're doing anything about the goal lights getting fixed. And like I said before, just like this place, they just don't care. They don't care. And this is great to bring in a superstar player. It's the first one we've ever had. Pavel Burian paying the eight million and then ten million, whatever they're going to pay him. That's great. That's a wonderful grandstand move, and that's fine. But in the meantime, as far as taking care of business is concerned out there and putting on the kind of show for the public that the people deserve, where the hell is it? That's what a lot of people would like to know. Well, like I said, that's all. Like ten of us would like to know. Those of us who understand what's going on. Two open lines in Dade: five six seven zero five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I'm telling you, there is something in this room that is so grotesque, and so I think Hannibal Lecter had something to do with it. Seriously. I can feel it like in my eyes and like in my throat and like, uh, like a, I'm allergic to this room. I'm going to have to take a microphone sitting in my car. I'm going to have to do a show in the back of my Corvette is what it's going to be. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil.com. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, you know, let me ask you, uh, what's going on with the fans over there in the Mark Arena? They don't scream, they don't, they don't do anything, huh? Meaning what? I mean, the, the fans that when, when they used to play over here in the, uh, Miami Arena, it was totally different. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I never go, but I watch it on TV and the fans over here, they were more excited. Over there, these people are sophisticated fans, huh? I don't know, help me out. You go there a lot. That's a gay club, you moron. We have an open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. See what I mean about the Julio callers? When we do get one like this guy, all he does is repeat like a parrot back to me what I already just got through saying. See, that's not a talk show, just repeating back what I just got through saying a minute ago. Again, a talk show is when you give me your opinion based on something that you might know about. But since you don't go there, what do you know about? Here's a mobile in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil, I have a question about Terry Murray, <clears throat> the coach. Yeah. Uh, well, here, here's the thing. I've been listening to you well, for years. Well, rhymes with Bure, Murray. That's not fair. Yeah, there you go. But how do you do it? You meet these people. He's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. You, same with uh, McLean. Then you hate them. You rip them on the air. He, well, he was a nice guy. Being a nice guy doesn't mean he's a good coach. I agree. I would, but, I mean, I mean, how do you face these people after this? Like what you do with Goldie? What you do with everybody? Meaning what? I don't know. I just couldn't rip somebody constantly like that and then go to work and see him that same day. I, I, before the season started, I was up there. There was Brian Murray, and he was joking around, where's my no BM button? I mean, oh, I'll, that's cool. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, yeah. Listen, one thing about me, I'll say the same thing to your face that I'll say on the air or behind your back. I'm not two-faced. I'll say it right to your face. It doesn't bother me. No, I agree with you. Most people can't do it. I couldn't. Well, <laughs> why you're not? You're entertaining, man, and I'm keeping on listening. Okay. You got it. We have an open line in Broward, 567-0560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 
I mean, Terry Marie impressed me, but, but how much do you know about somebody sitting at uh, 15 minutes? That doesn't mean, I said, he seemed like a really nice guy. I was impressed. I met him again inside in his office in the arena. Another 10-minute conversation. Seemed like a real reasonable guy. That doesn't mean he's a good guy. That doesn't mean he knows what he's doing. And I see his relationships with the guys on the team and benching this one and benching that one and this one two minutes late for practice. It's like a kindergarten. It's not like he's dealing with a bunch of adults. But anyway, you judge for yourself. You look at the results. Wow, lollipop, little boy. So Charles Ruff, he's still shaking it in the microphone, too. He's uh, sitting there hunched over. I mean, like, I think the guy was right. He's looking for the sympathy vote. He's got to be. I mean, this is the best attorney. And I know people are going to call legal experts, oh, you don't understand, Charles Ruff is one of the great legal minds. Well, how about if he would have done it like behind a screen somewhere? Huh? No, seriously, where they saw him literally a talking head, you know, like just from the neck up, which ain't too good to begin with, but just from the neck up would be okay. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line from Allergy Central. I'm serious. I'm allergic to this studio. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. 
Neil, yes, it's, uh, Bob O'Burry being as good as he is and the uh, team morale being so low and they're playing like such crap lately, do you think he's going to have a big impact on the team in the short term? I haven't got any idea. I mean, do you, think, uh, do you think the coaching is going to help? Not help, but hurt. I mean, if you've got a kindergarten teacher and the coach and the rest of the team's playing like it, yeah. how is that going to well, Let me just put it to you this way. He played for Vancouver last year and they didn't make the playoffs. Right. And other than that one big year when they went to the finals against the Rangers, they certainly weren't a uh, dominating team. And 60 goals doesn't mean squat if you're not in the playoffs. Right. And then don't forget, on Vancouver last year, he was playing with Mark Messier and Alexander McGillney. So it's great that we're getting him, and he is a superstar, but you got to have a supporting cast. Right. I mean, it seems like we're like playing now. Like I said before, it's not like basketball where one guy like Michael Jordan can carry a whole team. Hockey doesn't work that way. It's a, it's a real, true team sport. Right. And, I mean, proof of that is when we went to the Stanley Cup, we probably had less talent than we have now and will have with Pavel Burry, but they went all the way because they worked better. Yeah. So, thanks a lot. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't get too carried away, but at least it'll be, you know, there'll be some excitement out there. There'll be something besides this coma that we were treated to last night. Coma City. We have an open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. First time caller, my name is Frank. Change the subject a little bit on you, and I have a quick question. It's a debate that I've had. Uh... And kind of I've been arguing with over a buddy for the last couple of days. Hoping maybe you or George can help me out. Uh, I understand that in the Old Testament, Adam and Eve uh, were the first creations of Christ. And the first creations of Christ? Or of, uh, of God. Of what's his name, yeah. Yeah. Yeshua. And, and their siblings were Cain and Abel. Okay, tired. It's boring, sir. It's boring, okay? They had sisters, it was incest, and et cetera, and so on, okay? God. Oh, Jesus, God, help us, please. That must have been the Antichrist. Neil, God. Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You're boring me to death, okay? You're Pavel boring me to death with these stupid, idiotic questions about your stupid, idiotic superstitions and bullcrap religions, okay? It's a pile of crap. It's idiotic. It's like all these people are getting all excited about the millennium, the end of the century. I hate to break the news to you, but except in computers where it happens to be a mechanical situation, other than in computers, it doesn't make any difference because it's all man-made. Man invented the calendar, the Jewish calendar, our calendar, everybody else's calendar, the Greek calendar where they used to... Uh, exactly. It's just an artificial determination, a demarcation of time. Invented by man. So no matter what the change of the year is, it doesn't make a good goddamn difference. Ah, how can you say that? It's the millennium. It's Armageddon. Okay, great. You stuck up all the toilet paper. I'll stick to the canned goods. Two open lines in date. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. If I can get, if I can get Jehovah's Witnesses to eat Kishki in Toronto, huh? And again, I got Sparks talking Yiddish in Miami. Oh. I got Jehovah's Witnesses, old bag ladies, eating Kishki in Toronto. Oh. I must be doing something right. Even if I can't breathe and I'm choking in this room. Oh. God, that was the mistake I made coming back to this studio. Here's Miami. Hello. Do you think Michael Jordan will play for the... We have two open lines in date. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT uh, and T line. Here's Miramar. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing, man? Okay, sir. Hey, um, I've been I've been watching hockey on TV for like three years now, mm -hmm. and I haven't I've I've only missed like twenty games during during those three years. I mean, I really like it, and I, I finally went to my first game on um 
Saturday. Yeah. Right. And I was wondering, since you've been in like hockey games all over, dude, do they they have play by play in other arenas, or, or is this the only place that doesn't have play by play, or what's the deal? Play by play in the arena while the game is going on? Yeah. Of course not. No. Because I kind of missed that one, you know, from TV or whatever. And you, I know how you like Las Vegas. You ever seen Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? No. Go see it, man. It's a trip. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Open line at date one in Broward, 5670560560 on the AT&T wireless line. Charles Ruff, he's still shaking it, by the way. I'm sure that most people are sitting there glued to their sets watching that. You watching it? Wow. Sad. I mean, you know, I feel for the guy. The guy's disabled. He's in a wheelchair, and he's frumpy, and he's sitting with his shoulders down. He, it's, a, it's a grotesque sight. And I don't know if I had the audio up, if I'd be able to, like, concentrate on what he was really saying as opposed to looking at him and the fact that it looks like he's about ready to uh, crumble at any given moment. So, man, what's up with your gun from a sporker? One Watch it? No, you didn't watch it. I was, I was just, I was just wondering if you watched it or not. Why would I watch it? No, I was just curious. You know, if you if you watch the fight and, and watch how Tyson tried to break the guy's arm. Yeah, I read about it. Oh, okay. I was just I was just curious. Um, what you, what you you have a disease in your uh, building there? Yeah, we have a sick building. You need to clean your ducks out. Yeah. 
the uh, the fuzzes out of your ducks. Well, maybe our ducks have fuzzy rectums. That might be it. Okay. Yeah, what did I think of the Tyson fight? Mm -hmm. That's really what we're talking about, isn't it? And we're talking about no. that crap? No. Open line to Dade One at Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here is, you know, here is one of the lowest life forms ever to crawl on the face of the earth, Mike Tyson. I say that beyond a shadow of a doubt. Lower than pond scum. And there are people like this guy, I'm sure, spending their 45 or 50 bucks to watch that garbage, to watch that swill. Like I said, America, it's the Jerry Springer show. Parkland, hello. Parkland, hello. yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Um, I want to tell you how excited I am for getting Pavel. We had, me and my wife and my child had a uh, trip planned to Disney World for Wednesday, uh, the day of the Montreal game. Right. Well, obviously, as soon as we heard that, because we've been season ticket holders since the beginning, we uh, postponed that trip because I'm not going to miss it, Ex except they might sit them out that long to recover. And I'll really be sick. That's my wife. She, he is no, no, my wife's he favorite player. He won't be sitting out on Wednesday. Now, the way they're that. talking, who knows? I can see them waiting until the Philly game at least. That's only, that's only David J. Neal that's saying it takes one day per uh, time zone. I mean, that, that's the dumbest, one, one of the dumbest things that's ever been written in history. Well, I read something today where they said his agent said that he, sh he shouldn't play for a couple days, you know, to, to recover so he won't get injured. And they're going to push it back to, like, the Philly game or something. I hope not. Well, well, what do you mean they're going to push it back to the Philly game? He's, they're, they, he's getting here today. He's flying here today. The, the Islander game is tomorrow. Islanders tomorrow and Rangers oh, on Thursday. Oh, I think he should play tomorrow. I'm dying for him because they're going to have. And that's another thing. I knew they were going to get killed yesterday because there was a total letdown. They're just waiting for him, and any day he don't play, they're going to end they're up. Just, being... They're just waiting for him. I think well, so. Let me ask you, what about Saturday when they got by with a one nothing with a coma? Uh, were they waiting for him then when the deal wasn't made yet? No, but they won at least. That wasn't as bad as last night. Come on, that pretty was pretty close. Worst. Well, you're pretty right. close. Uh, listen, I have. I know you don't agree with this, but I think that. To keep him protected, I think maybe not Worrell, but another tough guy in there to keep him from getting hurt because they're going to go after him because he's about all we got. And I think that's important because I know Paul Loss is, 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 a, is a monster, but he likes to play, and we need a guy that's, you know, going to babysit him. Well, what do you mean he likes to play, and we need a guy who's going to babysit him? Well, what does I, that mean? I mean, uh, you know, you can't have you can't have a guy who does both. Well, you can, but you, I think you need two of them. I don't think well, this enough. this team doesn't have the talent on it to have room for two goons on the roster. Okay. Well, no, we don't have room for a Peter well, Worrell well, on Terry Murray only plays three lines. I mean, he really does. He really only plays three lines mostly. So if you think of it that way, it's it, it's not going to matter the way he double shifts everyone, which is fine with me. You know, unlike McLean, who used to play every four every four lines equal time, and and that was it. And well, let me say it again. This team doesn't have enough talent on it, offensively especially, to have room for a, a full-time goon on it who doesn't produce anything else. Well, like I said, I just hope he does. You know, they don't go after him and try to just screw with him. He'll, all day. he'll be just fine. But Neil, can I call someone a douchebag? Yes, sir. Brett, you're a dog track betting, ugly sock wearing. Okay, have a great day. We have an open line at Dade One in Broward, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. You notice how they're trying to make the case? We want Peter Worrell back, don't we want him back? No. Yeah, big black guy named Peter. No. Come on, he's going to be the bodyguard. No. He's going to be out there kicking ass to keep those guys away. No. They're obsessed. They're like a sickness. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, first-time caller. Great show. Appreciate your frankness. Um, I just moved here from Vancouver about six months ago. Oh, my God. And excited about getting Pavel Burry down here. That's oh, great. Yeah. Uh, the only, I, I just hope that he can play both ends of the ice because he certainly didn't do that in Vancouver. 
And maybe playing back in Russia, he's learned to play defense as well as offense. Yeah. Uh, great offensive-minded, and part of the reason he gets so many goals is he uh, snipes at the blue line and waits for somebody to dump it out to him for a breakaway. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, if he can pick it up and play both ends, we got a, a great addition to the uh, Panthers. Even if he doesn't play both ends, the fact that we have somebody offensive who knows how to stick it in the net, uh, that's desperately what this team needs. Well, you know, and part of, part of the uh, another part of the trade is getting Hedekin down here. Great defenseman, I agree. Uh, real gentleman too. Yep. Uh, and engaged to Christy Yamaguchi, I understand. Well, how can you go wrong with that? There you go. Okay, pal. Hey, nice talking to you. Good luck to us. Okay, you Take too. Care. We have an open line at Broward two at date five six seven zero five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil, hi, yes, how are you doing? Okay. Uh, I just want to say I love your show. Been listening for a long time. We just moved down from Tallahassee. My wife and I were newlyweds. Well, congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we have actually a one-year-old son, and he's learning how to speak now. Uh, he's learning what? He's learning how to speak. Wasn't that cute? Wasn't that beautiful? Like I told you, dumb little spicks. That's what we got. That's all we have. We don't have, out of, out of what do we got, two, two and a half million Julios in this town, and we don't have one that's got any material? All the ones with the material, they're all on Arario Mambi. I forgot about that. They're all over the age of 100. 